0: by George Kittle! <laughs> hey Niner fans, George Kittle here with a pro tip for making the best play on your eyewear. Visit Zenni.com, the official eyewear of the 49ers. Zenni has changed the game for you, finally making prescription glasses affordable for everyone. At Zenni, you can find over 3,000 frames with unbelievable prices. Look for the Kittle's collection so you can rock our styles every day too. So visit Z-E-N-N-I.com. start shopping from home using their virtual try-on, and change your eyewear game forever.
1: The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network.
0: Um, hello? Hello? Excuse
1: me? Yeah, you. You, the one wearing the frown. There's no time for that right now. I need you to hop on that unicorn,
0: sprinkle yourself with protective fairy dust, and let's get going! All Rainbow Warriors, front and center! we have true crime to cover people. Come on. I'm CJ. Please join me for my new podcast, Beyond the Rainbow, True Crimes of the LGBT Community. There's a closet full of stories just waiting to escape and be told. You can catch the show on almost all podcast apps. Remember, it's not a crime to be gay, unless you're a murderer.
1: Welcome the Podcast, I am CJ, with me as always is my hetero mate Rico. What's up, man? Mother! <laughs> Mother! I feel like I should put the dancing song as our opening music for this month, or this episode. No, what we should do is just uh, loop uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mama! Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it is our Mother's Day celebration, so first and foremost to to nancy and my mom and my other mom you know thank you and we love you to death so yeah uh i think we also didn't
0: do this last year so we've been guilt tripped for a whole year <laughs> yeah
1: right by ourselves that's not even anyone else is doing yeah <laughs> Our, i mean in, in a, it
0: would almost be like my mom would be like arms crossed be like so how is your
1: podcast Would you talk about this day on Mother's Day? Star Wars, Marvel, again? Now I feel like I should put the Rapascu music in. Um, Yeah. So. Dragons and brothers
0: and And dragons! Star
1: Wars!
0: Mothers and dragons and mother dragons and dragon mothers!
1: Oh, man. Thanks thanks again to uh, Sam and Michael for that. That was. Obviously not meant for air, but we loved it so much we decided to use it. Yeah. So, um, hey, check it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, we're off to a rocking start it's so this week. Stupid, but it, it works. It, it uh, works work so well. Kind of like uh, us. We're, we're very stupid, but we work. Yes, very true. Um, so, but it is Mother's Day, and we will probably talk about our mothers later. But we also do want to talk about. Famous movie and t v moms that's what yep. we're going to be getting into this this week and um before we get into the to the lists here, I thought actually well, actually Steph thought let's give credit where credits due that mm. we should actually talk about the origin of the holiday itself so uh, my
0: initial guess is fucking hallmark, but is that that's not true? It's a pagan thing
1: uh i, I well, I'm still kind of reading as we go. But I okay. haven't seen anything about paganism, um,
0: because everyone knows Hallmark is a pagan
1: like you know thing. No, I'm just I'm just Hallmark is a pagan <laughs> thing. It took me a second to register that, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was um, originally
0: called Hulemark, and it's from the old <laughs> country. <category.
1: laughs> oh shit! Um, it, I'm, I'm actually looking at this list. There's it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of different. Countries celebrated on different days of the year, which is kind okay. of interesting. Um, like, the UK did it two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because our friends Rebecca and Henry are putting posts up about their mothers. I remember seeing that. Um, now, we, along with all, I'd say a couple dozen countries, celebrated this this week that you're listening to this. Right. Um but, yeah, it's interesting. There's some that don't celebrate until June. There's some that aren't until October this year. Like, Argentina. Argentina's the one in October. Um, mm-hmm. is not till December. So... But what, so, but what
0: about the traditional, quote-unquote, American one? When did that shit start?
1: Okay, so there is there is two different... I've got both wikis o- open, because there's a wiki for the America version and a wiki for just the international. So, the Mother's Day in America... Um, <sighs> They first attempted to establish it during the Civil War, actually, um, but hmm. it ended up not going through as an official, like, country rec- or a state recognized holiday. Okay. Until, and this is this just makes me smile for some reason. A woman named Anna Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Right. There's all Jarvis. there's there's all kinds of ties in this story. Check this out. So Anna Jarvis. With the help of John Wanamaker, now John Wanamaker, and it might be an East Coast only thing, started one of the biggest like franchises. Like it's like a Macy's or like a, but it was an East Coast thing, and it originated in Philadelphia. The original Wanamaker building is in Philadelphia, and it's still there. It's a Macy's now, but the building is still as it was. Like when they when Macy's bought the building. They preserved it exactly as is and just put their branding on it. So Okay. And if you've ever seen I'm sure you're not a huge fan of the movie, but go with me here. Did you ever see Mannequin or Mannequin Two? Never gonna heard of them. Okay. So they're eighties movies about a man the first one's about an actual mannequin that comes to life.
0: I, 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 okay. Does he kill um, people? What's that? Does he kill people?
1: No no no. It's 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 a rom com kind of movie and um
0: Who plays the mannequin?
1: Um, the, 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 no, 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 the, the, you would know both, both actors, McCarthy, who is an eighties comedian. And I think he's in one of the Hughes films. I want to say sick pretty in pink. He's like the douche boyfriend. He's not ducky. He's the other guy,
0: the blonde dude. I think. Um... Yeah.
1: I'll show you a picture of him in a minute, but. Okay. He he's in it, and then the slutty one from Sex in the City, which I know they're all a little like that. Kim, but like
0: this, Kim Cattrall.
1: Yeah, she plays the mannequin. It's like one of her first films. Oh, it's a woman mannequin. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's like the, and he's the guy that like makes her come to life. Okay. Did he blow her up? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's actually it's a fun rom-com but it's it's shot and filmed completely in Philadelphia in that in this building in that building yeah that's why oh, I'm bringing okay. it up um, and in the you, sequel I, I, you
0: must have been like you walked in you're like look dude that's that's the we're in the location where that guy fucked a mannequin
1: <laughs> well sadly that actually happens but that's not the point um I actually had been in that building long before the movie because they do an annual like Christmas thing um over there like it's real famous in the area right so i've been sure. i've been going to that for you before know before the
0: movie was filmed
1: oh yeah long before because um, you're old as shit well i am old as shit so yeah. not you're not old as fuck but you're old as shit i'm getting to fuck i'm on my way to fuck what's the age gap uh, what's the
0: age range for between shit and fuck another 10 years 20 yeah
1: 10 10 so if, get, once you hit 50 you're old as fuck. I'm old as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: they but you're not an old fuck. I think once you hit like 60 then you're an old fuck. You're just not old you're you're you surpassed old as fuck. You're just now an old fuck.
1: Okay, so your dad's 83, my mom's 80. So what are they?
0: M- they're dead fucks with pulses.
1: <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I mean w- w- <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Happy
0: Mother's Day. Happy motherfucker day.
1: All right, so that's a newer picture of Andrew. Andrew McCarthy is the guy. I'm, oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I was never a massive
0: Hughes fan, so I didn't really like watch Pretty
1: Ink that much. He,
0: he, he looks like he could be. oh, God, John Cryer.
1: He's also in um, Weekend at Bernie's. If you've ever seen that, he's he's the other guy in Weekend and Bernie's. Okay, I um,
0: I, I remember seeing that when I was a kid, but I don't think
1: I. San St. Almost Fire. I mean he was he was a like you know how like it was the Brad Pack and then it was like the extended Brad Pack? Yeah, he
0: he was he was the uh Joey Bishop of the Brad Pack. Ba- basically,
1: there actually there's a picture of him in mannequin from them there's a the, the cop is trying to stop him He's like, What are you doing with that mannequin? Fuck you, man, she's my girlfriend. Well, kind of, yeah, and and he, the cop, you can't really see him from this picture because it's not a great angle. But he's that main lieutenant from the police academy movies. So he's playing another cop. Oh, that's all I've ever seen him play. I've never seen him play anything but.
0: <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's fucking get this fucking movie mom shit. Well, going.
1: anyway, no, but but so in that building is where this this started. So, um, and that was in two or nineteen oh five.
0: Okay. Wow. so Anna Jarvis, help of Philadelphia merchant John Wanamaker phone. the death of her mother, Ann Jarvis, May uh, nineteenth. Oh, the mom died in
1: 1905, so hold on. Jarvis. 1913 is when it passed. Got it. Okay. But it took, this is interesting, in May of 2008 the U.S. House of Representatives voted twice on a resolution commemorating Mother's Day. So it took till 2008 to actually commemorate it? Really? If I'm reading this right, Wilson weird. Woodrow Wilson declared it a national holiday in 1913 or 1914 if I'm reading this right. That's all weird. The
0: second Sunday in May as Mother's Day I'm requesting a proclamation. All right, well, look. Now now we got it. Yes, so, well, sort of. <laughs> the, the the best holiday to it's the worst holiday for uh, restaurateurs. It is the hardest one, of the hardest days to work as a waiter. Or as I would a, think
1: a, I would think second to Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. One one hundred percent. And then New Year's Eve is probably like a third. I would guess if I was picking like top three.
0: New Year's is. I mean, New Year's and like the Christmas holidays are can be. It's yeah. mostly just alcohol at that point, right? Whereas like Mother's Day is a lot of brunch and and a lot of dinner sure so i mean brunch is fairly easy but because you know brunch is kind of a bougie kind of meal you know what i mean yeah yeah but uh no i've been on that other end of being a waiter on mother's day it's it's not fun oh i I can imagine you get mad tips but you're also like running really trying not to piss off any any mother because if you piss off a mother, you're going to get yelled at by the mother as well as the fucking son or daughter.
1: Right, right, which makes sense, you know. Right. Um. So that's the origin of the of the holiday. Um. Mm-hmm. So what we decided, as I said earlier, is we're going to try to see what what TV and movie moms we could talk about that would be worth you know not words, the wrong word, but that we we could discussed that we feel like we're good and and i think you have to start with stuff like i mean i can rattle i've got a list in front of me but i can rattle some like heavy hitter tv ones right off the top of my head i mean obviously carol brady you know from
0: the i think you and i are looking at the same fucking list actually
1: probably um carol brady
0: you know yeah obviously i was was more partial to uh uh partridge no mrs cleaver
1: mrs cleaver yep and then you have um Shit, What's her name from Happy Days?
0: I don't know. I never watched Happy Days.
1: Uh, I'll see if I, I can never... find it.
0: I was not a big Happy Days guy.
1: Uh, Catelyn Stark.
0: I gotta give her credit. She was. Is a... that Game of Thrones? That's Game of Thrones. Okay. She's a tough, tough lady, and she like does everything for the good of her family. But like, there she is. It. it... oh cunningham yeah mrs cunningham
1: yeah um now before we get in i mean obviously you got claire huxtable that's another one that came off the top of my head like look bill cosby might be a piece of shit but that tv show is still it it
0: just makes her look even better for real
1: for real absolutely so Uh, you know deborah um, Deborah barone yeah she's not you know like i'm talking good moms though look you know and you know, but at the same time, to your point, like, there's another one that's not on the screen right now, but immediately comes to mind, and again, we're talking about a piece-of-shit person, but Roseanne. That's a yeah. classic TV mom, whether you like the character or not, she's there.
0: And and you never, that really didn't exist, because it was not, before that, it was a Mrs. Cleaver, or a Mrs. Brady. Right. You know, these sort of stay-at-home, working moms that, you know, were sort of the not the breadwinners. And then you had to show Roseanne being the breadwinner, like at least a breadwinner, like both well, I, she and uh, Dan had jobs.
1: To be fair, Claire Huxtable from the Cosby, she worked; She was a full time lawyer. But yes, I get the point you're you're making. The, I I
0: yeah, they both had jobs. But, you know, there was I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor Versus, which is still very um, hard work. Right. But you're getting immense amount of money. Versus where, I'm
1: a drywall person and a waitress, you know, that, yeah, or yeah.
0: someone who works at a cannery, you know slow, mundane right hard
1: work, you know yeah. it's um
0: all being a lawyer is is kind of like I
1: just have to study every fucking day, which is still not easy, and, and it's getting still arguments not easy. it's a yeah. very different type of work now, to your point though 'cause and and this is this is what we kind of hope for this episode that we'll let it just kind of transition where it goes, but you mentioned Deborah. From um, Everybody Loves Raymond, no, and, no, and I would imagine you don't get her without Roseanne because, like you were saying, Roseanne kind of changed that TV perception of a mom.
0: But Deborah was also a throwback to the Mrs. Cleaver. She was a stay-at-home mom. True, true. But she,
1: I'm saying yeah. she
0: didn't really have a job. True. If I, as far as I remember, um. I mean, not to say a woman, a mother at home working for, you know, uh, cooking and cleaning and all that shit. That sort of backwards fucking look is how I look at it. I'm not saying that's not a job. I'm just saying it's, you know, it's
1: it's It's uh, not a going out and earning a paycheck type of job. It's a different kind of job. Yeah, it's the it's the fucking worst job. You're not getting (laughs) fucking paid. Right now. Here's the funny thing.
0: Ungrateful fucking people like children.
1: Yeah, we're talking about moms that we like, but you know what? That actually transitioned into something that's really interesting, because the mother-in-law of her, her Ray's mom on that show, I can't fucking stand. She is irritating beyond words to me. Uh,
0: yes. I mean, let, let me put it this way. I would never want her. I would never want um, Marie, Marie yeah, a, as as a wife, but I wouldn't mind her as a mother. Because no matter what, even if she's obnoxious and annoying and intrusive, you're still going to get a good fucking meal. And the house is going to be clean.
1: Well, yeah. And and she, as a mother, she's great. Because she's great to Ray and to um. Uh, she's Robert. awful to Robert. She's well, yeah. awful to Robert. You're right. She is pretty awful to Robert. But she's great to Ray. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorite moms is Mrs. Gump. Yes. Well, that, now that's movies, but yes, movies. Well, we're gonna go all over the fucking place. Sure, sure. But
0: fucking Mrs. I mean, Mrs. Gump was abandoned by her husband, you know, and and left with a,
1: you know, Wait, do, a, not not a smart kid. Do we do we know that history? Maybe I've never been clear on it personally, but did does it explain why he's not in the picture at all? Um, they. I read the book, but I don't
0: remember why he. I don't know if they clarify why he left. I know it's not that he died,
1: because okay, okay.
0: Forrest is very aware of like, oh, Mama went to heaven, and if his dad had died, he was a mob daddy went to heaven. Well, and it depends on how and shit.
1: it depend depend on how old Forrest was when he died. No, no, they,
0: no. They say uh, he's on vacation. Which means he abandoned, and and he says, "Mom, what's vacation?" And she's like, "Vacation means uh, when you're going away, you're never coming back."
1: Is that is that why Farce never took a vacation in the entire fucking movie?
0: <laughs> it could be. I mean, I mean, he's still, think about it. He
1: he works through the whole fucking movie, except for like the two years that he's running across America.
0: Four four years?
1: Is, is it four years? I thought it was two I years.
0: Think, I think it's four years because he impregnates uh, Jenny, who for a brief moment, is also a very good mom, but uh, awful, awful. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Wokle couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready?
1: The question is, are you ready?
0: Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Girlfriend. If we're going to be honest, Jenny's a really <laughs> shitty girlfriend. Um, but he, so they, they fuck, and then he goes on his run. I was running. and then I was running. He, comes, he comes back,
1: and Little Forest is like four. Right, right. So. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So maybe five years even in total, because, you know. Cause um, you got to figure nine months for gestation before he's born. So, and then he's true. four. So, almost but, five.
0: But M- Mrs. Gump, like alone. I mean, she has a big ass, like, like slavery plantation type of house that she has in fucking Alabama. Um, she's, she's well off. I don't know what, she, I don't know what she's got for money. Oh no, no, no. They had tenants. They always had people coming in. Yeah. And renting rooms, yeah. Like yeah. Elvis, yeah. But then she, like Elvis, like Elvis, which was voiced by Kurt Russell. Was he? Mhm. Ah, I If that? you rewatch that scene, it, you don't it's not played by by Kurt Russell. Right,
1: right, right, right. but I'm just curious if it says it in the credits. Uh it definitely says it in the trivia. But uh and you if you hear Kurt Russell
0: do his Forrest Gump kind of imp- uh, No, I'm sorry, his Elvis Presley impression, yeah. it's it's spot on. I mean, there you go. Uncredited.
1: He's there, but he's uncredited. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, if I'm being honest, Kurt Russell only does two fucking voices. A bad Elvis and a bad John Wayne.
1: And a great Snake Plissken. Or is that the right. bad John Wayne?
0: That's sort of a John Wayne. Yeah.
1: Are oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, because um, Snake's more like, call me Snake. Like, it's more that kind of thing than... All right, he's got three voices. None of them work. <laughs> I I like I actually like him. I'm a fan of his. Kurt Russell's, but uh,
0: fucking Mrs. Gump like fucks the principal to get him to into get... school.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you not. like you bring that up more than you ever need to on because this show because it's a really fucking weird thing. It is. It is. Um, moving on. Yeah, getting back to TV movie moms for a minute though, because there's another one that I always was a big fan of, Um and this goes back to the working mom versus the stay at home mom, and mm-hmm. that's Jill Taylor from Home Improvement.
0: Um, I kind—I mean, Home Improvement was a fine show to watch. I love that when, show. I really I, did. I, I'm not a
1: massive Tim Allen fan. You know what I mean? I'm not a huge Tim Allen fan, and I'm not—I mean, I'm a and Deb back me up on this, I hate Last Man Standing, this new show that he's got. I think I I, I know a lot of
0: Tim Allen's... I mean, I, he's a great Buzz Lightyear. But oh, yeah. Like, for sure.
1: But I know a lot about Tim Allen's politics and I'm not... Yeah, well, that's... I, and they, they shine through on Last Man Standing, which is why I'm not a fan of the show.
0: But I, I You know, I try not to be that guy of like, well, I can't separate the... Politics of the person with I the person themselves. You know I agree, I mean?
1: and I, I try to too, but sometimes you can't you can't do it. You just can't separate.
0: I know what mom's gonna bring up next.
1: Oh, uh, who? Uh, I'm actually just looking through
0: the list. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna do it. Uh, fucking Marge.
1: Well, yeah, of course. And 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 this list has several animated moms on it, but Marge is the only one I feel like that deserves from the animated world that deserves like real recognition.
0: As opposed to, like, Lois Griffin and, yeah. and uh, Mrs. Cartman?
1: Mrs. Cartman, or even Cl- or, uh, Cleveland's wife from the Cleveland show, whose name oh. escapes me right now. Loretta? That's it. No, Loretta was no. the first one, wasn't The first uh, wife. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't...
0: Exactly. You know what? Like,
1: I'm just going to say, no one
0: fucking saw Cleveland show. I did. I did. And then I forgot all of
1: it. I, well, she's also made it... since Since he's come back... To um oh no she's part of the
0: Family Guy cast yeah
1: yeah she's not there regularly but she has all of them the kids included like the little the little Stewie Rallo Rallo Rilo Rilo I think it is oh Rallo it might be Rallo whatever but (laughs) (laughs) now I did see another animated mom on this I'm gonna look up the kids' name by while we're talking but I I saw another animated mom that actually does record I think earn it, and that's uh, Wilma Flintstone.
0: That's true. I forgot they had a fucking kid. Uh, they uh, pebbles. had Pebbles.
1: T- t- pebbles. And then, and then honestly, Be- Betty was Bam Bam, but I, I don't feel like she's as worthy. I thought they adopt... I mean... You're yeah. still a mom if you adopt. I mean, let's not get... No, no. I, I was just thinking... I, I couldn't remember if,
0: like... If it was a... Not that it matters. You're right. I, I was just thinking out loud. I'm like, did they... Find him, and then... or I don't remember. I don't... I don't... I to, don't
1: hard, yeah. I don't know the specifics on that stuff. It's hard to remember... Well, I mean, was
0: Betty even a good fucking mom? She was a mom. I'll give you that. Well, that's
1: why I'm saying, I think, to a lesser extent.
0: Yeah. Although, was Wilma a good fucking mom? Wilma was... uh Yeah, Wilma could... Well... Calm, I... calm Fred Flintstone down. So, therefore...
1: Right, and that's kind of where Marge is with Homer, if you think about it, but that's- No, Marge is so
0: unsuccessful at calming Homer down.
1: Well, Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes she does.
0: Well, what I love about Marge is that she's able to do everything, uh, be the stay-at-home mom, and then go out and have a career when she just feels like it. Dude, getting a job in Springfield is the easiest fucking thing to do. (laughs) Right? Like, Homer was an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. But Marge, like, became a cop. Like, yep. within a 28 minute episode, she became a cop. Yep. <laughs> like, and she still is, like, able to uh, cook and clean and maintain the kids. And, but, the, and, you know, I've said I don't particularly believe in that backward stand of women belong in the kitchen type of shit. But, like, for Marge, she
1: loves it. Like she thrives on yes, being she she in likes that she likes all that, all that role. Shit. Agreed, yeah. Um, so just jumping off very quickly, it's Rallo, L R A L L O, and Donna, 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 yeah. Green Cracker, you are dead. <laughs> so, you know that that's you know, but you're right, you know, like Marge. Oh, Marge. Was that your Homer?
0: It's not very good.
1: I was gonna say no, it's not. Um, it's the, dude,
0: Homer is insanely difficult to do. Oh,
1: I'm sure he is. That's that's why only Dan Castellaneta has been doing it for thirty plus years or whatever it is. I can do an early Homer. Oh, the 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 Walter Matthau. Yeah, Homer, like you you kind of did it when we talked about Matthau that one time. So boy, you you damn boy, sit down, boy. Yeah. Um, um I, got a,
0: I got a mom for you.
1: Yeah. Bambi's mom. Fuck that. What do you mean fuck that? Okay, by that standard, Dumbo's mom. Dumbo's mom was a great mom too. Okay. What just because it's is you're you'll accept animated TV moms but not animated movie moms? Because I don't think either of them are good moms. I think no, like 'cause I'll take what's her face from the Lion King over those two. Sarabi? Yeah. What'd she do? She gave Simba a fucking
0: bath once,
1: whereas Bambi's mom and Dumbo's
0: mom were trying to instill like lessons and wisdom on their fucking offspring. And Bambi's mom got shot in the face. Was it the face?
1: It was something. She <laughs> ate Bambi fucking too. And <laughs> Dumbo's mom. They didn't make. They didn't make a Dumbo fucking too. I think they did actually. <laughs> like I don't a think straight, they did. straight to DVD or whatever.
0: Dumbo 2, the one you didn't want. <laughs> Did you know that Dumbo is, like... Yeah, the see, shorter- there you go,
1: Dumbo 2. What is the, the fuck, fuck is sequel- Dumbo
0: 2 about?
1: Uh, no, no, it was canceled. Oh, hold on. So, it, it's not official. Not official. Yeah.
0: Dude, I'm looking at this list, and they're like, Charlotte from Charlotte's Web, I'm like... She was a mom at the end, and then she died. She was but, maternal to fucking Wilbur.
1: True. But, like... By the way, we can vote on this list. Should we be voting on these? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't
0: want to do that extra shit. Um, um You know, on wh- this list, they got Dorothy Boyd, Renee Zellweger's character from... Yeah, uh,
1: not feeling that.
0: I'm not feeling that either. She kind of, like, did the thing you're not supposed to do. If you're a single mother of a small child, she like quit her job and followed. I mean, look, Tom Cruise is a very pretty fucking man, but like (laughs) she like followed Tom Cruise when he had no real plan and, and then like had them move into her sister's house while he figured out if he was going to fucking one, marry her and be in love and like, you know, do the whole like, you know, you complete me bullshit like she's kind of like a dingbat and she kind of fucked up everything it's a good goddamn thing her son liked tom cruise right because like he could have just been easily been like mom what are you doing you're doing this for a fucking you know with uh, a fucking set of teeth with legs like
1: well, I mean, in that same regard, there's another really bad mom on here called, her name's Fiona Brewer. Did you ever watch um, About a Boy? I literally just looked at her. Yeah, did you ever, awesome. Did you ever see About a Boy?
0: Yes, but I've only seen it like once or twice. And that's the
1: mom. That's I know. That that's is. I'm yeah. pretty
0: positive that's Tony Collette.
1: It is. I'm pretty and sure I, it is. And yeah. Toni
0: Collette's probably my favorite actress.
1: I know. You've talked about her before.
0: And I liked her in that, but it didn't doesn't like stick out for me. Um, I like uh, Mrs. Incredible. From That's the a good one.
1: Yeah. Well, going back to another TV one though, real quick. What do you think about this one? Because I didn't see her on the list, so I looked it up. Carmela Soprano, Edie Falco. Oh God. Because um, you're a big fan of the show, aren't you? Or am I wrong about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a I'm i bi- I'm a pretty extensive like f-
0: knowledgeable fan of the Sopranos. Well-
1: um, That's why I brought it she, up, because I figured you would know. Yeah, Is
0: she a good mom? No. Okay. Is she?
1: I mean, she is... Obviously, it's not, Edie Falco. She's a great actress. <laughs> Edie Falco,
0: and I'm not talking to you about Edie Falco, but like Mrs. Soprano is cold, conniving, even when she's being warm and genuine. Like, yeah, but
1: if, she, if, if you're going to marry Tony Soprano, and again, I don't watch the show that much, but don't you kind of have to be? Um, I mean, there are
0: scenes where Tony Soprano is more sensitive and warm than Carmella. Okay, like, like he still has murdered people on screen numerous times, but like Tony Soprano is that asshole who's like, I'll I'll kill somebody over here, you know, shoot him in the fucking face, you know, and then like look at ducklings in his paw in his pool and be like, so like. Look at the fucking ducks. They're fucking cute, huh? Like, he loves little animals and creatures. He's like, it's an innocent fucking creature. And then Carmel is, like, yelling at him that he's caring more about animals than, like, what, how much money they're going to bring in that year. Like, gotcha. she's kind of an awful... I mean, I never really see her do anything that's, like... Reaffirming of a good status of a mother for her children. You know what I mean? Okay.
1: Yeah, no, no. And I think that's a, that's a key point. Now, there's two here that I want to bring up, and I want you to let me bring them both up first and then comment. So if you'll give me that, please, I'd appreciate it. Um, sure. uh, the, first one, the first one, I don't think she's a good mom. I think she did a great thing for her child, but that doesn't make you a great mom if you do one good thing besides bringing it into existence, obviously. <laughs> but um, Lily Potter. I mean, yes, she protects him from Voldemort, but after that, like, what did she really do? Do you know what I'm saying? So there's that one. Uh, Okay, we'll get into. No, I want to hear what you have to say, but because I just don't want to get away from the other one and forget it. And this one, I think, is not a fair mom listing, and it's not because she's not a great character or a great person, but I just don't think that she was mom long enough, or we saw enough evidence of momhood. To qualify her as a good mom, and that's Leia Organa from Star Wars.
0: She was a great sister. She was an awful mom, and I
1: think... We don't even know that she's an awful mom. We just don't know. Kylo Ren is Kylo fucking Ren. Right, but we don't know that that's because of her upbringing.
0: I mean, you can maybe argue that the conflict of the light fucking with uh, Kylo is because of the influence of his mother, especially since, you know, spoilers for those who haven't seen Rise of Skywalker... When they both die, they both disappear at the same fucking time, which yeah. I still don't. I just still don't understand. No. I don't understand what that means. I just bought Rise of Skywalker and I like online and have it had it mailed to me because I'm, you know, that that, that guy. No,
1: I'm I'm still waiting to get mine. But by the way, since this, oh, I, f-
0: I found mine on Amazon for like fifteen bucks, dude. Because, no, I... oh, you might want to buy it soon because it's. Star Wars shit, and, like, everything's on sale.
1: Yeah, well, that, I'm glad you brought that up, because May the 4th for Star Wars Day is coming up tomorrow. And right. that's going to be on Disney Plus tomorrow.
0: Um, well, I bought on Xbox some, like, a bunch of old-school, like, Star Wars classic games last night. I bought three fucking games for $15. Nice. Yeah. Like well, anyway, but Fuel, you
1: heard, right? what I said, Rise of Skywalker will be free tomorrow. Well, not free, but if you have Disney Plus, it'll be... Right. Yeah, but so. I, mean,
0: no, I mean... Unlike I, you, I, I want a physical copy want... too,
1: so I will get it, but I'm just letting you know that it's going to be yeah. there. Well, I already have it, so... um, you Well, you don't have it yet. Yeah, I do. You, oh, it got there already? Yeah, I ordered it like, like
0: a week and a half to two weeks ago.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you meant I, you just did it. I'm sorry. No, I, I got it like yesterday.
0: <clears throat> but it was still cheaper. It wasn't like, I was expected to be like 25 bucks, but I what, got
1: also, did you order what would you order in DVD? Didn't you? Yeah, I did on yeah. DVD. Yeah. See, I'm going to probably get, you're going to do the fucking 4k. So yeah. Anyways, Anyways uh, that's, yeah. Morgana,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think she was maternal to Ray more than we saw of Kylo. Yeah. But I, I got to kind of disagree with the whole Lily Potter thing. Yes. We never saw really any evidence of her raising Harry, Because she's dead, but I think because she made the ultimate mother's sacrifice, I think in that stand alone, she, she was in, in, in the simplest terms, she was the best mom without really being a mom. She was the most, she was the best protector as a mother.
1: Right. And that's I mean, yes, I give you that. But I mean, I just wanted to, you know, I don't feel like she did much beyond that. But I'm not saying protecting your child is not important or making sure that it lives is important or not important. But like all these other moms we're talking about have, you know, resumes of stuff they've done. Do you know what I'm saying? That's sure. my different. You know, same w- thing with, with Leia. Like I make the same argument about Leia. Like, what did she do What it, that we, we've <sighs> seen? That we've seen, you know. I
0: think I think that's a good point, is in order to really qualify, we have to have seen evidence of them being a good mom, not the after effect.
1: Correct. Agreed. You know? Like, yeah, she saved Harry, and Harry's a great kid, and, but Harry's a great kid because it's kind of within him, and also be, I would argue, more just to throw a middle, and we talked Harry Potter ad nauseum already, but to throw middle fingers up at the Dursleys, not, you know... Not right. because of, of the way he was raised, you know, in a good way, you know. So. Well,
0: in terms of a mom that is uh, that we see progress, actually, like I like a, a, like a series or a movie where you get a mom and then they progress throughout the show and they they learn because that's the whole thing is no mom is going to ever fucking be perfect. You know, uh, Parent, there's that whole thing of like your parents are going to be perfect. No, they're not. One, they had you right they they, if you're if you feel fucked up it's not entirely your fault it's not entirely your parents fault it's kind of a bit of both um and i learned that like very early uh there's a mom on buffy the vampire slayer it's buffy's mom mrs uh mrs summers okay i know you you haven't seen one frame of the show I
1: think I've seen a frame, but yeah. You that's... see, you saw a frame. Um, like, I like, I, just... I know, I know, I know enough. Like, I know Sarah Michelle Gellar's Buffy. You know, mm-hmm. I know Alison Hannigan. I think got the, her start there, or was it Angel? Well, no, she
0: she more or less got her start on Buffy. She was yeah. she was like occasionally on Angel that I know
1: of. But I it was Buffy. Really okay, no, that's
0: yeah. I just but but Allison Hannigan also was a child actress with like Seth Green. Okay. When they're younger. And Seth Green's also on Buffy. But um, Joyce Summers has this arc where she is the great mom. And Buffy uh, is a fucking kind of a spoiled brat who kind of calms down and doesn't. She stops being the blonde, you know, brat, you know, the the socialite type of character. She becomes just, you know, once she goes through the real world and shit, she calms down. And Joyce helps her go through that, and i 'm gonna fucking have to spoil something. I mean, I apologize for people who have not seen Buffy um but Joyce dies, and it's sort of really shocking like throughout like the sh- throughout one of the seasons, like I think beforehand, she like has a tumor or a shadow is what they call it, and it 's like a tumor and 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 it's a biopsy and, and it shows her behaving erratic and, and kind of looking at Buffy, like, who are you get out of my house? Like that kind of shit. And that's really important because this is a show about a girl who's super strong and super athletic who takes down demons and vampires and shit, but she cannot vanquish just the simplest thing of some people get sick and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. All your strength, all of your power, you can't change this. And then, I mean, I, I, I am gonna kind of gush about this, but like the, she comes home one day to visit her mom and finds Joyce just on the couch, just dead. And it ends like that. And then the whole next episode is so bizarre because it's all about, like, it's a show all about death, but we've never experienced a, like a whole episode about a death. Like your mommy died. It's a big, it's a completely different thing. And, and it's so far into the series that you, we as the audience have grown to watch Joyce kind of like be our mom in a roundabout way. Right. She, even when like there's a vampire character that walks in like Angel or something, she's just like, oh, do you want some tea? Like, can I make you a cup of tea or something? Like, would you like something to eat? And he's like, no, I can't. I'm a vampire. I'll, I, I can't really eat that. It's like, oh, well. What would you like? Can I get you anything? (laughs) Like, it's this maternal thing. Yeah. And and Joyce was not the perfect mother because they had clashes. They would fight. And at one point, you know, once she found out there was a she her daughter was a slayer, she like kicked her out, like Mm. like evicted her and said she's like 16 years old. she would like go to another town and like fend for herself and shit. And then they had this. It was a big uh, friction. It was, It's honestly, you know, whenever I tell men prominently that I love the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they give me shit. They're like, what the fuck, dude? It's such a shitty show. Why would you like that show? I'm like, you have no fucking clue, dude. It is actually like one of the most accurate shows to watch about emotion and sexuality and
1: bigotry and and." I injustice. heard True Blood was similar. In that regard,
0: in, in a sense, but True Blood is just like it's it's buffy, but it's really just more for like I want to see the vampires naked and fuck all the time. It's buffy, <laughs> right,
1: but right. like naked and gory is really gotcha. what it is. And um, southern. Did moving you know you wanted to take say- yeah, that? Okay, moving on. Because there's two comic book moms I want to talk about, and the first one is Frigga, Odin's mom. Or not? Or, uh, Thor's mom. Sorry, okay. Thor and Loki. To be fair, you know. You're right. Um, I. It, it's it's a weird character. I think she's. I, I think she's a. I do think she's a good mom. You know, but. Um, I think she
0: shown the most uh in Endgame, where they oh, had for that sure. m- Thor for- Frigga mother daughter mother son. Excuse me. Uh, moment.
1: And I and I honestly can tell you, I don't think I would like her as much if not for that sequence in Endgame. You know because I mean? she was just kind of there. Yeah, like nothing no, it's against not, yeah.
0: Russo, but she was just there.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not because she was bad prior, but you're right. She was just kind of there. Whereas she kind of got a you know she got that that time with with him in in Endgame
0: she kind of is also responsible for Loki being as powerful as he is. Like all yeah. that witchcraft and sorcery and manipulation her. and cunning is all from her. Yeah. She even said like, I was raised by witches. What the fuck? Did you try to fool a fast one? First off, I just saw you. You were like in amazing shape. Now you're fat. Lebowski. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Like she's like, I was raised by witches. Like you don't have to be raised by witches. Just be like, I'm not an idiot.
1: By the way, I on a a completely unrelated note—well, not unrelated, completely—but not mother-related. I um I blew Deb's mind today, yesterday, yesterday. I think it was. We were talking. I was watching Endgame. Just be caught as I do pretty frequently, (laughs) honestly.
0: Um. Yeah, it's, and it's, what is it Tuesday in the afternoon we're in a virus we're quarantined
1: endgame end it is game. yeah endgame it is um, which by the way go well, listen to our commentary anyway that said um, I told her something that you pointed out to me and I gave you the credit for it but about how when he calls Thor Lebowski when he's walking past him he's like step aside Lebowski or watch out but whatever he says yeah and then she goes, I love that line. And I said, yeah, I do too. Did you realize, though, that the guy who played the villain in the first Iron Man, do you remember who that was? And she went, uh, oh, shit. And then she, like, did the connection in her brain herself <laughs> that that is actually Lebowski. <laughs> Which I love because that
0: means Iron Man, like, uh, Tony Stark was watching Lebowski. He's like, wait a fucking
1: second. <laughs> right, right.
0: He's like, no way. On a, and then on, and then you know he must have been busting Obadiah's like balls and be like, you have no idea that you look exactly, exactly yeah like like the Big Lebowski. It's like here, just here, put this wig on for one second.
1: <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, on a related but separate tangent, um, Matty Granger put up a tweet the other day or today that said, "I just realized I'm the same age as Jeff Bridges when he played the dude, and I get it." And that was all he had to say. It was just kind of funny.
0: The so, Matt ab- abides. What's that? The Matt abides.
1: I don't know what I'm that gonna, means.
0: I'm going instead of the dude. I'm going to call him the Matt now. The
1: Matt. Okay.
0: It's so like,
1: the dude the, abides, man. Oh, okay. I. It's been so long since I've seen Lebowski, so I apologize. Now the other, the other comic book moms I want to talk about. and I feel like this will be a little more of a debate, is because this person has two moms, so. And that's Superman, because you have Lara on Krypton, who basically gives him up to, to let him live, i.e. I- Lily Potter.
0: Oh, I was going to say the same thing, yeah. She's but then, she's the DC
1: Lily Potter. Right, but then you also have Martha Kent on yeah, Earth. Who,
0: who, who is more
1: of a real mom. Right, which, by the way, the Man of Steel version of her is probably my favorite version of Martha Kent that I've seen. Yeah. I no, mean, because there's been other incarnations where you've seen her,
0: you know. Sure. On, like, but... Smallville, for example.
1: I actually have never seen Smallville, so I, <clears throat> I can't speak I to that either, one. I haven't but I know, if I remember, I think it's Judith Hogue. Uh, I can look it up. I, now, I will tell you that Smallville is on Hulu and I do have it on my, my list because people have been telling me I need to see it. The thing Same that's, thing. The thing that's the thing stopped me from watching it, to be very honest, and it's not that whole I don't like things that are popular thing that I do sometimes. Yeah. It's the fact that it's like 12 fucking seasons to watch. Like, it's a lot of it's catching a, up yeah, to do. It's you know?
0: a lot of... He's not really Superman. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's no, a as far as I like, understand,
1: Wait. as far as I understand, he doesn't wear the ma- the cape until the last episode. I think there Spoilers. was a no rule:
0: no, 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 capes, no cowls. Right. That's it's basically Smallville was the original Gotham in a roundabout way.
1: Right, because Gotham tried to kind of be Smallville and was not nearly successful. I mean, it did Gotham, good, but
0: Gotham didn't know what it was doing. Like because the first season is all police procedure; it's law and order in Gotham.
1: Now, according and, to and, this, and, I'm sorry, right. I didn't, no, 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 I finish your thought, buddy, I didn't mean to do that. Well, and, and then it
0: becomes like, okay, now it's going to be like, we're just going to focus on the villains.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, which actually was kind of the better way to go. Now, according to this, it's not Judith Hogue, it's um, Anna, Annette O'Toole played Muppet. Annette O'Toole, I knew it was a redheaded actress, I couldn't remember.
0: Uh, Judith Hogue is uh, April O'Neil in the in the Muppet. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie the from the Muppet?
1: 80s? Like well, the first the Mu- one? Yeah, The Muppets. Okay, Not... no, okay, no, no, no I didn't... I, I I thought you were making fun of because there's two Aprils in that trilogy. Judith yeah. Hogue plays the one in the first one and then there's a different actress that plays it in second and third.
0: Right. So... Um, I gotta go with Judith Hogue to
1: be perfectly. Well, Actually, as that leaves me... Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That
0: leads me to a show that I'm currently watching that Judith Hogan is in, but she's not a prominent character. She's a
1: recurring character. Uh big love. Uh, okay. Okay. You mentioned that last week, I think, or or whatever, briefly. Now, oh, look, I am I have I think
0: I saw like the first episode
1: four years
0: ago or something, and I was kind of intrigued by it, but I was like, this is not really a show I'm gonna deep dive. And consistently ever since I've just seen this is like, it's like, you've never seen The Wire. You've never seen Breaking Bad. You've never seen The Sopranos. You've never seen Big Love. It's one of those, like, everyone's, like, giving you shit if you don't watch it kind of thing. And so I started, and I, and I looked at it, I'm like, this is a, probably a, a low-key enough show where it's not overly dramatic and not overly twisty and turny, where, like, Steph and I could just kick back and just watch people, dr- like, have mild drama, you know? Right. And I thought I thought it was going to be funny. And I'd also seen like the first episode years prior previously. I'm like, yeah, it's intriguing. Uh there are be- it's all about polygamy. It's it's all about Right. right. Uh, uh Bill Paxton having three sister wives. And they're all radically different. And the the first the first wife is played by uh Jean Triplehorn. Okay. Do you know who that is? I'm,
1: I know the name. I recognize the name. I'm sorry. I was looking up something. I was finishing a look up Judith. So can, or Annette O'Toole. Excuse me. Can I jump back for just one second and then we'll go back sure. to what you're saying? I do find it interesting and I did not notice how so I look, but she plays Lana Lang in Superman 3 and then many years later plays Martha Kent in Smallville. I think that's Dude, kind of interesting.
0: I, I love it when shows do I'll, I'll give you one. John Cryer. Played Lex Luthor Junior. Yep, and now is playing Lex Luthor on Supergirl.
1: Yeah, and 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 Supergirl and all those Arrowverse, what whatever you want to call them, are really good about going, getting all those people that have previously been involved in the lore and yeah. bringing them in. They're really good for doing that. Dean
0: Kane,
1: um, yeah, Dean Kane, for example. That's yeah, that, that's just one example. But yeah, but I mean, going to the Flash, the guy who played Barry's dad. In the first two seasons, was the Flash in the '90s version of the Flash show? You know,
0: or I think it was 19. I think it only went on for one season. It was just 1990.
1: Well, whatever. But you know what I'm saying, yeah. like the earlier Flash show.
0: So and they brought they, back Mark Hamill from the earlier one, and and it was yeah, basically they're, the same they're really good about
1: doing that kind of stuff. But anyway, get back to your point about uh, from Big Love because I didn't mean to interrupt you, but
0: so look up Gene uh, Triplehorn.
1: I am. It's spelled yep. like G N.
0: I don't know how to pronounce her fucking. I'm just me.
1: gonna look up the cast of Big Love. I'll find it. Okay, there. so.
0: She's from uh,
1: Waterworld. She's from... I didn't fuck? see that. Uh, uh, Deb World keeps telling World. me I need to see it, but I've never She's seen from it.
0: Basic Instinct. Uh, oh, I know her.
1: I know her. I've seen her I, in a bunch of stuff. She's, she's a good actress. Firm. Yeah. She's a good I actress. Her, I, yeah, no, no. So I like good. her, too.
0: So she plays the first wife, and she plays uh, Barb, because, of course, it's Barb. And she's m- maternal, and, and she's overall, like, she's the most motherly. In like a mother that you would want, and then there's the middle uh, wife who is—I I can't stand the character. Like I fucking have conniption fits watching Big Love, based solely about her character. You know, there's there's people literally like like killing people on this show and lying and cheating and and uh, backstabbing and pol- politics. I can handle all that because that's what makes a show great. But like this character played by Chloe Sevigny, I. Fucking hate this character because <laughs> she's incredibly disrespectful. She she's that one who is was raised on a compound of of uh, polygamous, and she's the daughter of Harry Dean Stanton's character, who is the self proclaimed prophet of of uh, this openly polygamous uh, Mormon cult. So she's like very conservative and dresses in the kind of Mormony traditional dresses.
1: kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And but she is always talking shit and always starting shit up behind people's backs and then lying about it and then covering it up. And then if she gets confronted, she plays the victim and tries to throw blame on everybody else. And Stephana are just watching this like, how in the fuck has
1: Bill Paxton not left this broad? Like, can I just say say something about her real quick? Sure. I'm looking at her IMDb, the Chloe character, Chloe, Chloe Sevigny. Yeah, the amount of times her, her she's name is Nikki. The amount of times she's played a character named Chloe is uncanny. Really? There's one. There's one. Well,
0: Chloe, I mean, X Girl is a short, so she wasn't. It's still
1: a character named Chloe. It's not herself. Yeah, but she was also
0: known as Model and Sugarcane.
1: No, I get it, but you got that, and then there's two down there, and then there's another one up here. Like, she plays a character named Chloe a lot. I just found that intro. There you go. There's another one right there. Fair Um, enough. Another one there. I mean, I'm counting like five or six right now. I mean, she's got a pretty long list of credits. So it's I, not think the it's, only... I
0: think it's a percentage. I don't think it's as big as you think it is.
1: It's it's bigger than I've ever seen of an actor playing their own name. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not making fun of her saying that's something bad about I, I'll her. give you
0: this. The, mo- w- the most recent movie she was in Slow Machine. She's playing a character named Chloe.
1: Right. But you know. anyways, um,
0: her she she's just the awful mother because even when she I mean, it's three wives and like seven kids throughout the three wives. Right. And like, I, I, even when she's raising her own children, I'm just like, you kind of suck as a mom. (laughs) Like, like I would never want her to babysit the other kids in the fucking show, but they do. They all have to babysit. And they're all like, we're all going to be a family in the afterlife. We have to raise each other and love each other. Like we're one giant family. And I'm like, you all need to lay off the Jesus. Yeah. Like, t- tone down the Jesus. Um. And then there's a third wife, Margie. Margarine, I guess, is her full name. <clears throat> and she's played by uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Goodwin. Goodwin. Uh, she is easily my favorite character. And she's got her own faults. But, like, she's the young, like, 22-year-old, 23-year-old wife. Mm. And she's more sexual with Bill. And she's more... You know, flirtatious and she's more bubbly and she's young. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, you're the worst fucking mom because now she's like, she like made out with like the, with Barb's oldest son who's 18. And I'm like, you fucked your stepson or you no, know, you made out with, your, I don't know if they're fucked yet. I haven't gotten that far, but like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of leading towards it at this point. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe that could be the best mom as long as it's not your mom. I think fucking a mom makes them a great mom as long as <laughs> not your
1: mom. Um, <laughs> Happy Brother's Day. Happy Brother's Day. I actually um, want to get into one. Let, do you want to move on or do you have more you want to say about Big Love? No, the, I mean, I'm saying those are the
0: best moms apart from Chloe Sevigny's character because every other mom on that show, including jo- Judith Hoag, who plays the sister of, of uh, Barb, is just fucking awful.
1: Okay. Well, I had a- it. Right. I had a question about a mom who's not really a mom, but, but basically is. So I feel like we need to talk about it. And I hate to keep going back to the same, like, area of genre, but I guess it's just where my brain has been lately. But Aunt May is about as close to a Fuck! mom like...
0: I was going to do the same fucking thing.
1: Well, great minds, my friend. But and Aunt, Aunt, Aunt May is as close to a mom as you're going to get that's not technically mom.
0: All iterations.
1: Oh yes, all not not one particular version, just just the character as a whole of Aunt May.
0: Although nothing against Rosemary Harris, I think her name is.
1: Was that the one from Amazing Spider-Man? No, no, no that's that's uh fucking Mrs. Gump. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. Um, no, the uh the w Raimi, the verse. I thought she was a good mom. But I'm saying she if, if she was more of a grand
1: aunt. Well, because of it, the age thing, but she still played a mom role in his life. That's the. I point. know. I, I'm saying she's
0: she always came off less auntie to me in that iteration, but more grandmotherly.
1: Right. Well, none of none of the iterations that I've seen does she ever come across as aunt. Now, you could argue grandma versus mom things like that because, like. Like, let's be real. Marissa Tomei's version is very mom without being mom.
0: Yeah. Um, I think Sally Field. I think, uh, I think oh, probably the the, Spider-Man. The,
1: yes. Is the closest mom version of the character. Sure. I would actually argue like, even though
0: Marissa Tomei's uh, plays her like, like a mom, she also is kind of the fun aunt.
1: You know what I mean? No, that's true. Yeah, like, I cannot get Like, she's the that. one
0: who's, like, she's the one who's going to be, like, saying, what the fuck, when she finds him in the costume, and then, like, you know, teaching him how to dance, and, and, and she's also, kind of auntie. And I'm also really
1: the, auntie. the whole, like, I larb you, you know, like, when they're sitting in that restaurant, and he's, like, all off in his own world, and she's talking about larb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. She's definitely still aunt, you know. So you're right. The Sally Fields version is probably the most mom version that we've seen, you know. Yeah. But they're all, the characters as a whole is still mom. She's still right. raising Peter in some capacity.
0: So you know? let's recap. We got a grandmother who's an aunt. We have a aunt who's sort of more of a mom. And then we have an aunt who's also a mom, but more of an aunt. Sure. No wonder Spider-Man's fucked up. <laughs> You know who also is also out of complete left field is Lily Tomlin's uh, Aunt May in Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That – I just can't speak to that because you don't see much except when she's, like, running the spider cave.
0: But, like, she's also – we've never also had an experience of, like, an adult Spider-Man where Aunt May was aware and kind of in on it. So it's a it's a very unique situation where, like, they're, she's sort of his cue in a roundabout right way.
1: Depending on how far they take the series, they're building that with the Tom Holland version. But I understand the point you're making. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, cause she's in,
0: she knows. I mean, she knows. But I'm saying it's different because Tom Holland's character is still 17.
1: Right. I said depending on how long this right. that version of the series goes, yeah, you'll you'll get that. Yeah. You know, you. I
0: see one right in front that you just sort of glossed over. Fucking Morticia Adams.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I've been wanting to get to her, but we keep jumping off. Her and Lily Munster, if you really want to think about it. I don't. I didn't watch the Munsters
0: enough, really, honestly, to have a real opinion of, what's her name, Lillian Munster? Lily.
1: Just Well, it Lily. might be short for Lillian, but they always called her Lily. Just, yeah.
0: Lily Munster is not the Lily Potter of the Munsters. <laughs> no.
1: But Lily Lily Munster had to be a mom because, let's be real, the, um, Herman was just so... Lily, Go- Lily Munster... What's that? Goofy. Well, No, but, uh, yes, but here's what I was going to say. The Munsters are the live-action monster equivalent of The Simpsons. Because Herman I, is very Homer-like. And and I guess you really should say it the other way around, because the Munsters were well before the Simpsons, but you get the point.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. He, he uh, In comparison, someone like Gomez...
1: Yes, com- by not, far.
0: is Well, Gomez is very different than Homer.
1: Yeah, Gomez, no, that's what I'm saying, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say Herman Munster is definitely the old school because it, you know if you, if you're going back the root of all those sitcoms is like the honeymooners
1: yes oh well sure yeah so the and, hun- and the jeffersons to a lesser extent i think but yeah yeah
0: but it, it really the, the crux of it was the honeymooners and uh oh no
1: i was thinking all in the family not honeymooners be you right i know you're you're still right but i envision in my brain for some reason all in the family Okay, the
0: Honeymooners and like the Flintstones, which is basically an animated Honeymooners
1: in a roundabout way. And the Jetsons, Um, too, because it's just a futuristic Flintstones. Well, the
0: father is always the fob. He's always the like the uh, the not idiotic, just sort of dumber version of the family. But he's the breadwinner and he's also the one prone to anger. Like a Ralph Cramden, like a Fred Flintstone, like a Homer Simpson. Homer has way more rage than you, you know oh, than the, the average father.
1: What and 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 going back to Roseanne and Roseanne's very well based off that too because Dan, while the but the can comedic- flip it, not exactly. Dan can get angry when he needs to. You're right. Roseanne's more anger than Dan is for for sure, but. I've seen Dan lose his shit. Like one of my one of Dev my favorite episodes of Roseanne and we watch a butt ton of Roseanne in this house. So when he punches the wall? No, well there's that one too, but where Jackie's boyfriend Fisher had kicked the shit out of her and mm. they find out about it and Roseanne takes takes her to the hospital to get mm-hmm. checked out and As she's leaving, she tells Dan what happened, like, very briefly, just, like, Fisher kicked the crap out of her or whatever, and walks out the door with Jackie. And he just very calmly walks out the back door and grabs his coat. Mm -hmm. And the next scene, you see him coming back with a bucket of chicken and his hands all fucked up because he kicked the shit out of Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. So... Dan and and I've seen him flip out on the girls too. Like he he, when Dan gets that's the thing. He doesn't explode all the time, but when Dan gets angry on that show, man, that's he puts Roseanne to shame because it happens so infrequently.
0: Absolutely. And that's I mean, that's the perfect I mean, apart from obviously the build and the stature and the voice. Right. That's another reason why he was cast as Fred Flintstone in a live action movie.
1: No, he, he he was perfect in that role. That's one of my favorite like typecasting roles that he's been in. He's been in a bunch of stuff that I love, but like from a typecast perspective he was perfect for that.
0: My One of my favorite John Goodman Dan Connor moments is, like I said when, uh, what was uh, The Boyfriend played by Jared, uh, uh uh, Jared Galecki.
1: Oh, um not Mark, um shit! David!
0: David! David, I think like they, he has sex with her. He has sex with, uh, Darlene, Darlene and Dan finds out or something. And Dan's sitting on a chair and David goes to say, you know, Mr. Connor, I just want to say, I'm I'm sorry. And then Dan slowly realizes what's happening and slowly stands up. And David just says, I'm sorry. Oh God, I'm really sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and then yeah. Dan just says you little bastard and like punches the wall and Roseanne's is like, what are you doing? Dad? Like just like has like this, like, what do you mean? He, <laughs> I, I watched that. I just see David just shrink. like, I'm sorry. Like he would gave off the, that was the first incarnation of Tony Stark being like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark. Like when uh, he gets, when he knocks out the Hulk's tooth. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh.
1: Um, you know, not to get off on a tangent, but we've been we've been watching the the Roseanne reboot, which was Roseanne briefly, but they Dan can't be, and I don't know if it's because if they're trying to make the character less because of his age or because John Goodman's health really is that bad at this point in life, but he's not the Dan that you remember from the original series.
0: He's not as jovial. He's more low key.
1: He's, he's still jovial, but he's much more low key, yes, substantially. So he's not mm-hmm. as animated. He's not as. He's not even as quick witted. He's not stupid by any means, but he doesn't have those one liners. He used to roll those one liners out all the time. You know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't do that as much. But what they, what they did, though, and the important part of bringing this up, and then we'll move on because it's not really a mom thing, but is Darlene and David are divorced in the series. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's he dating. Went,
0: he, he couldn't handle her Big Bang Theory?
1: Yeah. Well, I think at the time there was that contract. Like, he was still on the Big Bang Theory when the show relaunched. So, I don't think mm-hmm. he was allowed. I think he was allowed to do, like, a couple guest spots because he does show up. But I don't mm-hmm. think he was allowed to, like, be on both shows because they're on different networks and all that, you know, jazz. But he, they're divorced, and she's now dating somebody else who is basically dead. Like he's got, he's not as big, he's tall, but he's not as big, but he's got the quick wit and he's got the, the animated thing that Dan used to be in the original run of the show. So Mm -hmm. they, they found a replacement for Dan without it feeling like, Oh God, they replaced Dan. Like he fits the show very naturally. It's really well done. I do recommend it Rico. Like I'm not telling you it's great because it's certainly not as good as the original, but it's worth the watch. So what's it on? It's on ABC. And I think it's on Hulu. I think you can catch it on Hulu.
0: All right, I'll, I'll look for it on Hulu. Oh. Um, let's see. Do I have any other moms? Um, yeah, I have a, I have another mom. Um, Sarah Connor.
1: Oh, yeah. Th- that's another one, though, that like I don't know if she's a good mom.
0: I think she's a good mom in the sense that she was doing every... She was basically kind of humanity's mom in a roundabout way.
1: Right, right. I hear you, man. But, I mean, like, she preps him... Like, until T2, you don't really even know what she did. I mean, she... Because you don't (sighs) see her as a mom at the end of Terminator. I've never seen Terminator all the way through, but it never appealed to me, the first one. So I can't really...
0: Well, she's not a mom, but she is... She's pregnant
1: by the end of it, right?
0: By the end of it, yeah. Yeah. You've never seen Terminator all the way through?
1: Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I get bored with it. It's never...
0: It's a very different film. It's it's more of a sci fi horror film. It's low budget as shit too. Oh sure.
1: It, it's like we've talked about with the alien versus aliens and all those things, you know, like Yeah, I, I would
0: honestly give Terminator I mean, once we deep dive, you're gonna have to watch it, so I probably will. Su- it's not that, suck that I don't it up.
1: I I've seen I've seen them all the other ones except for Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Right. And and I've watched them all the way through. And some of them are terrible. Like Rise yeah, of Machines pretty fucking bad but we'll get into that um
0: thankfully there's no fucking mom in that one
1: <laughs> but anyway i i don't know like yeah she gave him some great skills in terms of like hacking and and like you know so he could rob an ATM guns. and guns but does that make him a does that make her a great mom make him basically sure. a basically killing machine i
0: mean if, if 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 it'll save humanity absolutely
1: yeah yeah but but does he though I got, well, here, I, on the flip side, I got another one for you. Yeah, go. Miss, Mrs.
0: Voorhees.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, she's terrible, too. <laughs> but
0: she was like, she loved her son. And Jason Voorhees had an ugly ass fucking face that a face literally only a mother could love. <laughs> and when he drowned, you know, before the first movie, she got so pissed off. She was like, ain't nobody going to reopen this fucking camp. And I mean, it's the same thing with like, I mean, I see you're bringing it up, but I was going to bring that up also. But like Mrs. N- like Norma Bates. She's equally
1: as bad. Yeah, she's I would
0: say she's fucking worse. Probably uh, can't argue that because because Jason in the Friday the 13th movies, I got the impression she was never abused by uh, Mrs. Voorhees that she was a very loving fucking mother and then just snapped. Whereas Norma Bates, especially in the TV series, Bates Motel is, and even in the movies uh, where you get the idea that she was domineering, she was controlling. and there was sort of this weird incestuous uh, innuendo with, with Norma and Norman. Also, she named her kid Norman.
1: Fuck that woman. Well, no, I've seen Mother's Day do that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, but the name's Norman. Okay, That's just
0: why you do? I'm talking more about modern, modern day. No one modern, circa 2012, names their kid Norman. Hmm. I mean, no disrespect to anybody named Norman or Norma. Yeah, or we've Nor- just lost
1: all our Norman fans. Well, you know, it's so. just an abnormal f- fucking
0: name. It's a, it's a it's abnormal. It's
1: <laughs> Oh, as Kevin would say, file that. Um,
0: yeah, file that in your fucking ass. Um,
1: I was lowest. looking to see if... If um, Michael Myers' mom was a part of his life, but nope. I don't know enough. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. nope. nope. Um,
0: the only... <laughs> I mean, as you will remember, because you only saw one... We only see Michael Myers's mother in the opening scene of the first one. And she doesn't do shit. She sees her six year old wearing a fucking clown uh, costume, holding a bloody knife, and she doesn't do shit.
1: There's more to the Halloween to the family in um, the Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And in that alone, she's kind of also like I wouldn't call her a bad mother. I wouldn't call her a good mother either because she cares about her son. And, and she's played by uh, Rob Zombie's wife. What's her name? Sherry Moon. Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. I mean, she's working class. She's a stripper. She's got an adult fucking uh, teenage daughter played by uh, the actress who played Jenny in, in, when Jenny was a little girl when they okay. first meet with their children. So she plays the older sister uh, that Michael kills in the remake. It's really weird because you're looking at her. You're like, oh, we saw you as a child and you were so innocent and cute. And now you're like this slutty fucking. Um, And I mean, you're never going to watch this. I'll just tell you, like the mom after Michael fucking kills everybody in the house on Halloween night when he's whatever, because he's not six. He's like 12. So the age is all different now. And he gets sent to the asylum and she visits him and still trying to be a mom to him and everything. And she just can't handle the stress. So she shoots herself in the head and leaves her daughter, Lori, essentially an orphan to be adopted and raised and all that shit. So, I mean, Michael Myers became a homicidal fucking maniac, despite her being overall an attentive good mother. But she also surrounded him by awful fucking people, which. I mean he still became a fucking psycho. So is she a good fucking mother? I don't know. I mean it's yeah, one it's... thing with Mrs. Voorhees and Jason Voorhees. They're both fucking psychos. Right. You know, that, right. that just you just following in the fucking family business essentially.
1: You know getting back to classic moms. Did you ever watch or do you know enough about the history of I Love Lucy?
0: Um I I mean I've seen episodes and I I kind of Cause she, I mean she's I,
1: on this list and I didn't know they had kids. I know
0: they had kids, but I don't think you ever saw them. Like, it was very, like, it wasn't like the kids interacted. As far as I remember, I honestly don't know the answer, but every episode of of Lucy I've ever seen has never really featured the kids or her being motherly in a prominent way. It's more of, like, imagine if Dan and Roseanne didn't have children. It was just their hijinks. But, like, they had children just off to the side. Like... You hear, like, you know, someone, a baby cry. It's like, oh, I got to go take care of the child. And then like, walk off screen. You're like, they have kids? What the fuck did this happen? Hmm.
1: There's a couple more I want to talk about, but there's a couple movie ones I want to jump to right away that I just saw here. Um, in the same realm as Leia Organa, not really being a mom, you know what I mean? While well, a great character, but not a mom. They've got Padme on here. Yeah, I saw that. I don't fucking. She agree gave birth with and that. died, and I'm not saying that. That's you know. That sounds like, like an uh, yeah. What the
0: fuck did she do? Right. You know. You know how she's not a good mom. Hmm. Anakin literally told her that he slaughtered a whole fucking like tribe of women, men, and children, and she still is like, "Yeah, I want that dick."
1: <laughs> um. True. I mean, I can't argue with that. Well, that was they, after that was. Well, yeah, I mean, she loved him, though, but I get what you're saying. I um, still kind of think, like, they kind of progressively
0: made her dumber, starting from episode I, one to. I and three. agree. I, uh, they made not, her make, have really shitty decisions. Or not dumber, but submissive for sure. You know? Submissive, I mean, which I'm always kind of like, I have to kind of lean towards that. Anakin was, like, mind fucking her.
1: Oh, you mean like Jedi Power mind fucking thing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean that's certainly possible, but that's never been deep dived. Which by the way, I don't want to get into a discussion, but did you see Maddie's thing about Obi Wan and all that? Maul, I think I forwarded I'm, it to you, yeah.
0: I didn't really kind of read it because I didn't I didn't want to spoil Clone Wars for I haven't seen Clone Wars, but so I didn't, didn't really want to spoil it for us. Gotcha, I don't know what I'm gonna watch. Same, it, at so at the same like, time, I'm automatically gonna be like, That's bullshit. Maul's dead. Like
1: No, he's not, Maul- we saw
0: him in solo. Solo was set, like... Okay. Solo was set before Rebels. Okay. He dies yeah. in Rebels.
1: Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Um. Spoiler. Get, he got spoiler. sliced in fucking half,
0: but not midway. It was, like, Very up and good. down.
1: Yeah. Um, here's another movie mom, and then I actually have a TV mom I want to talk about, the but the movie mom... Yeah, and we just discussed this not that long ago, but Molly Weasley, Ron's mom.
0: I've got to say she's probably one of the best moms.
1: She's a good mom. In, I agree. In
0: lit- in literature and in movies. Okay. Uh, because she will, she will, she does everything a, a, a fucking stereotypical mom does. She's the homemaker. She cleans, she cooks, she juggles seven kids plus their fucking friends she does it on an insanely super tight budget and you never see the kids starve. No, like all the Weasleys are all the Weasleys except her are super thin. Yeah. Like, um, but like even the first book and movie when Ron, like when Ron and Harry meet each other, like he's got a bunch of sandwiches. Like he's got like a, like, like six, like four or five or six sandwiches that he doesn't eat. That means she still made, if she does it for every child that's going to Hogwarts on the train, that's what, 40, like 30 sandwiches? Yeah. Like, she made 30 sandwiches for a train ride. Yeah. Like, they're going to make it to fucking Hogwarts in like a couple hours. Are they going to be spending the the whole time eating? My point is, is they never went hungry. Ever, ever, ever. Right, right, right. The only time Ron ever went fucking hungry in his entire life. Is when they were out in the woods looking for the Deathly Hollows. And that was like a whole thing that he bitched at Harry and Hermione about. It's like, I'm hungry. Yeah. And, yeah. And then Molly Weasley has enough she's she's super sweet. She's super kind. She's total strangers. Like Harry was a total stranger, and he didn't know how to get on platform nine and three-quarters. So she's like very kind, explains it very nice to him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: And and then she could be the ultimate mom and punish the fuck out of Ron and scream at them. And like any adult who gets yelled at by Molly is going to kind of look down sheepishly and be like, oh, sorry, Molly. For sure. Like she, she could fuck up. Like she could give Voldemort a stern talking to.
1: Well, I mean, in that, same, in that same series, and she's not on the list, but I'll tell you, she might be a bad person, but a great mom is Aunt Petunia. She loves the fuck out of her kid, maybe maybe to her fault, but she she's great to the kid. She's terrible to Harry. No, she's awful
0: to the kid. I mean, she so? dotes on him and she loves him tremendously. But that kid is a horrible person, in which that's kind of makes him a bad. She's that a could great come mom the, the dad though, because Mrs... he's
1: pretty terrible too. I mean, yeah, but
0: like, look, she's a great mom in the sense that Mrs. Voorhees is a great fucking mom. <laughs> Like she's a great mom, like Norma Bates. Like, yes, she dotes and loves her child, and that's good for them. But they also made awful people, you know. Dudley, Dudley yeah. finally becomes like a decent dude at the very, 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 very fucking end of right, when. Right. He, but
1: you know, Opportunia never gave a shit about her nephew. Never was. No, yeah. I mean, like I said, she was a terrible aunt, but she was might have been a good mom. But anyway, um she also yeah, the-
0: overfed that kid and bought him everything and he was a selfish brat and 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 he was a bully. So you you know bullies are made. I'm sorry. Bullies are fucking made. For sure.
1: For sure. Now, there's another movie mom I want to get into. There's two more movie moms and I have a TV mom and I'm sorry to be monopolizing, but I have a couple that j- they're just coming to me and I think they're good discussions. So Yeah. The the We'll talk about this one movie. My mom's searching the name of the other one because it's not on the list. But Rusty Dennis, who is based on a real person, and that's important to point out. Um, Rusty Rusty Dennis is the mom in the movie Mask, played by Cher. Oh. I I know that Eric Stoltz and yeah. Laura Dern. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good flick. It's a fucking I, sad. As fuck it's fucking. Yeah, it's a very sad. But that's based on a true story. That that kid and mom exist. Mm-hmm. And as I understand it, it's. I mean, while it's dramatized for you know a movie, as most things are, you know, when you're making a movie, but it is pretty accurate to real life in terms of the relationship they had. Because he's long past at this point. But right. Um. But yeah, she, she, I talk about a great mom. Like, I, she did some bad things in the movie. If you remember in the movie, she wasn't great in no. her character, you know, some of the choices she made, but she was always good to the kid. Always good to the kid. I
0: think she, she was as best of a mom as she could possibly be with the circumstances and stress that she was under.
1: Correct. That's, I would agree. Um, can I throw one out at you? Yeah, while well, I'm looking up this other one because I wanted to mention it, but go, yeah. Ar- Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, that's an interesting one too. Um, because she's single mom, if I recall. Single mom, and then Aaron Eckhart,
0: which I fucking didn't realize I was Aaron Eckhart until years later because I saw Aaron Brockovich when I was a kid, and I rewatched him like, holy fuck, it's Two Face with a fucking weird like b- b-
1: mullet. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Aaron Bro- or Aaron Brockovich in years, so I'd have to go back and watch it, but um yeah, you got
0: Aaron Brockovich and Aaron Eckhart. Um Right. Uh but uh I mean she's a single mom and she still has time to be a single mom and get a good job that she and she does it basically on her on her brains and her body. I mean she's, she's like I'm doing everything I possibly can to make a better life, and then she she does it just to have a good job, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save this whole fucking town."
1: Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing: we're gonna play a little bit of Six Degrees of Separation for a minute because I just feel like it. I, I'm I'm spider webbing out in all these moms that you're when you're saying these names, these characters, or these actors, because Oh, Aaron Eckhart is in another movie where an aunt ends up being a mom, a la uh, Aunt May from Spider-Man's World. Mm-hmm. in a movie and I think we've talked about this movie called No Reservations with Catherine Zeta-Jones.
0: We did talk about it. I own it. I've never seen it. We talked about it with like stuff. We did a Th- stuff askew. That was
1: the, the I thought that might be what we talked about. I couldn't remember. But she ends up playing mom to the kid. Now, you don't get a great look at it and she's not great at it at that point in the movie, but to be fair to the character She's only a mom for like a cup of coffee at that point. Like she's, it's a very short period of time that she's a mom. Do you know what I mean? So like, I, and by the end of it, she gets much better. But I would argue she's very Marissa Tomei Aunt May version of mom versus Marissa. like a Aunt Tomei. Mean? Yeah, so she's more of a friend mom now. Um, another movie mom, and then we're gonna play another Six Degrees of Separation. As Alfred Woodard, as Grace Cooley in *Scrooged*, and I think that mom is very well, very underrated or underlooked because there's so many other things going on in *Scrooged*. You know,
0: and I know that's your movie. It's not really necessarily my movie. I mean, I, spe- I, I even forgot Alfred Woodard was in it.
1: Yeah, she's. I she's mean, she's uh, Bill Murray's character's secretary, but she's also right. a mom, a single mom of. Five, and the one kid hasn't spoken in, like, four years, if you recall. In,
0: ter- in terms of Alfre Woodward being a memorable mom, I remember her being more of a mom in Captain America Civil War.
1: I—well, okay. She's more of a, a grieving mom there, and I can't disagree with that. No, still no, a no mom. Not, 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 Still a mom. No, no. Not, but I would say she's more of a mom in Scrooge than she is in that. But that, that role is important, and I understand where you're going, so—
0: Um, You had a TV mom you want to drop. Before
1: I do that, though, there's a six degree separation coming off of Scrooge that I want to get into because this actress is also in this movie, but she's not playing a mom in this, but she plays a mom in another movie. And that's Karen Allen. And she's technically a mom. Go fuck yourself.
0: Go fuck yourself. What?
1: It's true. I know what you're going to say. What? Cause Chris, you already know Crystal Skull. She's Mutt's mom. Yeah, but she's the mom, mom of Shia LaBeouf, so therefore she sucks as a mom. Oh, no, she's not Shia's mom. She's the character's mom. She, Mutt Williams is an, kind of an awful character. Well, because he's got growing to do, but yeah. I mean, he grew... He
0: is. You can't even say like he grew up without a father because he was raised by numerous father figures. Yeah, like, for real. He had, and he's got one mom. And it's like, I, I, at the same point, you can't – we never saw them being, quote, unquote, a mom. We saw her be a mom in a high-stakes situation yes. where he's already an adult.
1: Yes. No, that's true. Can't argue so, with that.
0: So, I, want... I, I, I will acknowledge that she is a mom. Like I will acknowledge that Crystal Skull is a movie. <laughs>
1: You know, we, it's the we, same thing. I know we did Indiana Jones already, but we definitely view the movie differently. Um, I know we do. All right, the which, TV is, mom. And I think this is a very underrated TV mom. I don't think she gets as much credit. But Deb basically forced me to watch a bunch of episodes of this show, and she's a better mom than she gets credit for, and that's Reba McIntyre in a show called Reba, where she plays a woman named Reba Hart, and she's raising three kids. By herself, while her ex-husband lives, like, across the street with his new wife that he married after cheating on her.
0: So, I mean, I never saw it.
1: It's it's actually not a bad show. It's no, really no, no, not I, a bad I, show.
0: I know who Reba is, but no, I, 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 I it. it was not, like, it was not, not my type of show. No, it I wasn't I mine. Kind of, I think I, thought I always found her voice kind of grating.
1: I, I, and, well, it grows on you, but she, she's raising three kids, the oldest of which is pregnant and having her own child at the same age that she had her child. So, like, there's this.
0: So, mother squared. She's a fucking grandmother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, like, when the show starts, the kid's pregnant. So, by, yes, by the end of it, she's grandmother, but in the beginning,
0: yeah. Momception. Momception. Yeah. Um, I got one for you, and it's a yeah. twofer. It's a, it's a twofer. Twofer. Uh, stepmom. With Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon, I didn't see it. So you got Susan Sarandon, who is—I mean, it's been—it's been a minute since I've seen it, but she is struggling with cancer. I think towards mm. the last half, of, uh, throughout the film, and her husband at the same time kind of leaves her. I don't—I don't remember if he leaves her after knowing she has cancer, or I don't—I don't remember. But he, start, he marries uh, Julia Roberts, so she's the stepmom, and she is conflicting with her, with her stepchildren. And then eventually, and Susan Sarandon and Julia Roberts have this sort of like back and forth of not really liking each other because one of them was the other woman. And then they have kind of a, a mutual understanding of each other and actually kind of grow close, especially when Julia Roberts is kind of helping her. Uh, Susan Sarandon when she's going through cancer and gotcha. kind of becomes that friend. And then there's this part that always stuck with me where the older daughter, I don't remember who played the daughter. Uh, she's I think I, I'm going to just guess it was. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm blanking on the actress's name, but she's the one who she's that actress who looks a lot like Helen Hunt. Lili Sobieski, I think that's who I, uh, I think that's who I'm talking what, about. What
1: What movie is it, or what?
0: I'm sorry. Stepmom. Um, the the teenage daughter is so pissed off at Julia Roberts that she calls repeatedly their landline and doesn't say anything. Just like
1: do you remember the character's s- name? No, I'm not seeing Lili Sobieski in this. There's Jenna Malone as Anna Harrison. Is it Jenna, Jenna Malone? It's
0: Jenna Malone. Yeah. That's who it I, again, it's been a minute since. So no worries. So so she would call her and then, like, not say anything and then hang up. Just do that repeatedly. And I remember Julie Roberts, like, kind of figuring out it's the daughter. And then she finally just said, what is your problem, little girl? And then the daughter just says, you are my problem, and then hangs up on her again.
1: Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh,
0: I, I mean, that, that, we're not excluding stepmothers. I mean, we, we're including no. aunts and grandmothers. But, I mean, I... stepmoms and adopted mothers, like a uh... Martha Wayne – Sure. Or uh,
1: Martha Kent. Kent. Excuse yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Martha Listen, Wayne was also an awful mother. Well,
1: she dies when he's, what, 10? Yeah,
0: but she also could have been like, hey, let's not walk through this fucking alley, dude. <laughs> right. Like, we um, have a child, we're socialites, we're rich. You want to th- pretend that we're part of the fucking community, but we're like, fuck that. We just walked out of a fucking opera or do, a
1: movie. Yeah, I do want to... Just as a general statement to all our listeners, look, we're going to miss a bunch of moms from both TV and movies. We're doing our best. So any that we miss, first off, they weren't left out on purpose. And second well, of all, text or tweet, or not text, but tweet at us or message us and, and let us know what we missed. Yeah, who's your favorite mom? Right. Apart from your own.
0: But yeah. Unless, what, you, unless you hate your mom, then who? what mom do you like? For real. Um, you know, but there is one that I'm I'm purposely not including and it's lois griffin
1: i think lois Griffin's she's, terrible. Awful she's, she's no, a terrible she's terrible mother. she doesn't deserve to be a part of that no she's terrible um <sighs> i do have a separate list of moms that i want to run past you and then the last number the last name on the list actually will spin me to another one that i thought of so we'll we'll do that right and it's not a hundred it's a shorter list and we can okay. talk about the ones you want to talk about and we can skip over the ones that we know nothing about so
0: all right no. lay it on me
1: Okay, so we're going to start with TV movies because they give you like a handful from TV and a handful from movies. And, and I say a handful because I think it's like five each. It's not a lot. So multiple ones are going to be excluded from this. So the first one is Jane Villanueva from Jane the Virgin. I've never watched the show, but I've heard of it. So
0: I, don't, I have no opinion on that.
1: Yeah, I don't either. No, no offense to her or the character or fans of the show. Christina Braverman from Parenthood.
0: Uh, it's an yeah, NBC no opinion. show. Yeah, no opinion.
1: Okay. Rainbow, Bo Johnson. Bo is a nickname. Johnson mm-hmm. from Blackish, which I hear is a really funny show. I've just never watched it.
0: Same here. I've heard it's, it's, uh, I, I have a, I don't want to say that I have a black friend, but I have a black friend <laughs> <laughs> who
1: swears by it. Yeah, I um, I've heard very positive things. I've just never watched it, so I can't. Yeah, the next the next one you might have seen. I know I've never watched it, but you might have seen it. I I feel like even though you're not a sports guy, I feel like you might have watched this. Um, Tammy Tyler from Friday Night Lights, the series. No, nope. okay. Um, and then the last, or the second to last TV one. But the last one we've already talked about, so we probably won't get into it anyway. But it's Kitty Froman from the 70s show, the mom on the 70s show. And I feel like you've watched that show. I haven't, but I thought you did.
0: No. Um, I mean, I've seen, I was never a fan. All uh, LA Joe, my buddy Joe, uh, he loved that show. Um, So he would talk about it. Cinema
1: Wars, right? He was Cinema Wars? Yeah, okay.
0: Um, he liked that show, but I, see, I've seen that actress on the show, The Ranch.
1: Okay. Right. A lot of those guys went from, well, not immediately, but went from that to eventually to The Ranch. Yeah.
0: Um, and she is not their mom on The Ranch. Um, their mom is actually played by, fuck, what's the... It's the actress – I mean, obviously, it's the actress from The Ranch, but it's also the actress from – we have pa- – uh, Steph, what's that movie you like uh, with Billy Crystal uh, still have Paris? I love Paris. What's
1: it? Forget.
0: What? Forget. Forget Paris? Forget Paris. Whatever that actress is, she's the mom on Ranch, and I kind of just like – Is it – is it
1: – there's Alicia Cuthbert, Deborah Winger, Megan – Deborah Winger. Per- Deborah Winger, okay. So
0: she's in that, uh, you know, both the care, all, <laughs> all the characters for the most part on the ranch are kind of awful. So like no one's, even the mom is just kind of like, she's maternal and she's hardworking, but like, she's just sort of a forgetful mom yeah. in that aspect. And I would kind of say the same thing about the, the seventy show mom, I, I, but again, I'm, I'm biased in the sense that I've not really been a fan of it.
1: Right. Now, the last TV mom on the list we've already talked about, but I'll say it just to get the list completed, it's Claire Huxable from mm-hmm. The Cosby Show, but we've already kind of talked about her, so, you know, we can move um, on from that. I got one. Well, uh, I, there's movies I wanted to get to, and then if you want to... Okay. No, what was it a TV one specifically? It was a TV one. Okay. Lois from Malcolm the Middle. Now, she's on that other list, and I've never watched the show, so I can't speak to it.
0: Now, I will say this. There is that there's many different iterations of mothers that we've obviously been deep diving. Uh, like you have a multi, you have a very kind mothering, nurturing mother. And then you have the Molly Weasley who's overprotective, but still loving. And when you need a good fucking yeah, verbal yeah. bitch slap, she'll give it to you. Right. Um, and then you have your abusive mothers. And then you have Lois who is. All of her sons are awful, all of them, every single one of the of, of the cast of Malcolm in the Middle. Even Malcolm are awful in their own way, and you you watch it, mm-hmm. and Lois is loud mouth. She's always yelling. She's always angry. She's always frustrated, and you watch it. You at the same time you know she loves her kids, even though she's. She's that e- explosive mom and I got to give her credit. She's definitely one of the highlights of the show because you're watching. No one really watches Malcolm in the Middle for Malcolm. You watch it for the supporting cast. Malcolm is kind of a boring character gotcha. because he's, he's kind of like the middle child and he's a genius. So he gets overlooked by his weird, stupid fucking family, especially the dad. Brian Cranston is just an overall. He's just a child. as He's a man child. Um, and this you look at this mom who just has to fucking raise all these children and her child husband, and you can't help but feel sorry for her, even though a lot of it is largely her fault. Yeah. Um, but I, I gotta give her credit. I, I, I'm saying the actress does a great job. Whereas like I can't stand Chloe Sauvigny's character in big love, I can I can uh sympathize with Lois on Malcolm on Middle.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um the movie ones. Now these these I I'm willing to bet you've seen at least two of these, if not more. Okay. So the first one and none of these, these aren't in like numerical order, just the order listed in. Leanne Toey I don't know how to say the last name, but it's from the blind side, Sandra Bullock's character that she won the Oscar for.
0: Yeah, I never saw it. But I, yeah. I know of the character. She's so motherly she basically adopts a what like an eighteen year old football player?
1: Is that yeah what gigantic African American? Because she's a white girl, a white white woman, and she's you know
0: yes. Last I checked, Sandra Bullock is insanely no, but the, white.
1: The mom too. Thank you. It's they didn't like race well, change I, it for the I, movie. I would I would be more impressed with of Sandra of, of Sandra Bullock's acting ability if she could play a black mom. That would be impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe yeah, the gravity of that situation. I believe Clark. Viola Davis's character from The Help. I don't yeah, know if you've seen that. I haven't seen yeah, it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the other thing.
0: I mean, whether we were it, intending it or not, but a lot of the mothers we've been talking about are prominently white. Yes, you it's know, true.
1: We didn't do it on purpose, but yeah. It,
0: it's not, yeah. A lot of this is just coming from lists. that we. And, but it, t- there are those great, great, uh, African American mothers, and I would say Viola Davis is 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 going to be at the top of that. She also was a great mom in Fences.
1: Well, and that- I I mean, I'll give you I'll give you two African American moms, both from TV that I didn't think were great moms. They were great characters, but not great mm-hmm. moms because there's a difference between being a good character and a good mom, right? You know, and Harriet Winslow from Family Matters Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mm-hmm great character great part of the ensemble but she wasn't a fantastic mom in that show i mean she wasn't terrible but she wasn't but that's it's hard to diagnose
0: a good mom as opposed to a good character on a sitcom because
1: er, hijinks are always
0: going to ensue so you know
1: but to that point claire huxtable was a sitcom yeah roseanne's a sitcom the yeah. Brady Bunch is a sitcom. I mean, so you can, you just, you know. Yeah, what I okay, mean? that's a fair um, point. And then also Aunt Vivian from the First Prince of Bel Air. She's called which, Aunt which, Vivian. Which one? Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about Harriet. There were two Harriets on Family Matters. That's so, okay. but you know, again, not a not a terrible mom, but not a great mom either. But still a great character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the problem with both of those shows, and this is nothing to do that we had anything to do with, but the father figures, Uncle Phil and Carl, were so predominant that they kinda got pushed to the background. Even you
0: know? the mo- they everyone got sidelined uh just
1: to focus on fucking Urkel. Well, in family matters, yes, but I'm saying yeah. like from the, but even from the parental dynamic in both of those shows, the the father figure was certainly the bigger push, you know.
0: Well, I'll I'll throw you a curveball. How about this? Mm. I'll give you a father character who is clearly the mom on a sitcom. Okay. Bob Saget on fucking.
1: Well, because uh, he had to be. Cause, yeah, which was no, but, but it's a it's a great point. But he had to be. Yeah. But
0: I'll even say, like, even if he had a wife on that show, he'd still be the mom.
1: Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Oh,
0: definitely. One hundred. Honestly, what they did was they just took a fucking sitcom with a father and a mother and then just cast the dude as the mother.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you have any others?
1: Yeah. Well, going back to that list, cause there's a couple more from the list and we're getting into movies I think you may have seen. So, mm-hmm. Marion McPherson is a character played by Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. Did you see never Lady saw, Bird?
0: I never saw Lady Bird. I
1: thought you saw that. Okay. No,
0: um, I, I saw Edge of 17.
1: Okay. Sarah Connor's on here, but we've already talked about that, so we don't need to get into that. Um, right. Ma slash Joy Newsome from The Room, it's Brie Larson's character. Oh, that's a good poll.
0: Um, okay. Yes. The best mom in the extreme circumstance of what her character's going through.
1: Okay. Again, I haven't you, seen it, so I hope you had, but
0: You know do you know the premise? Mm-mm. Brie Larson's character is abducted. You never see it. You never see the abduction. She's abducted uh and locked in a sort of giant like a like an oversized tool shed. You know, it's it's just a it, it, it it's a garage with it, it's 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 a separate garage and it's a tool shed basically and it's got a bed it's got a kitchen and the guy who abducted her is uh would nightly rape her and mm. he impregnates her and that's where the movie starts where she's already has had her son a 5-year-old who doesn't know about he doesn't understand he can't comprehend the world outside of the room so she does the best of, he, of her situation and educates her son and like and she like she makes sure to like you know okay you know they have like a schedule like now it's seven o- it's four o'clock we're gonna exercise and they exercise together and she's not allowed sharp instruments she can't have scissors to cut his hair because then the, she'll use it on the abductor, yada, right. yada, yada. So, like, the kid's got super long hair, and she gives him a bath, and she p- locks him in the closet uh, when he comes to them at night. So she mm-hmm. is shielding her son from seeing this horror. And, and then, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, halfway through, they escape. And she help, tells him how to escape. Like, she, you know, she lets him escape by pretending that he got sick and died and then the father well yeah he's a father but he's not, right, right, not, right. not a good father is going to take the body on his truck uh, out of his truck and the kid rolls out and then runs and gets help and they fucking find her and set her free and then there's a complete character change where she can't deal with the outside world anymore and she's temperamental she's she's and the kid is just like amazed of this whole world out there, and he's kind of experiencing life for the first time. And how she's like, I kind of like, I'm glad I'm out, but I can't handle this shit now.
1: So, yeah, well, I it's, mean, a, I it's a really
0: tour de force performance by Brie Larson.
1: Sounds interesting. And I, I like, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like her in Captain Morrow, but I do. So, I would like to, I'd actually like to think I want to see that. But anyway, mm hmm, because I just like her as an actor. Not that I want to see that torture and stuff, but I want to see her as, play the role.
0: You, you never see like. You did you ever watch Law and Order SVU Special uh, Victims uh, Unit?
1: An episode here, episode there, but I didn't watch it regularly. Yeah,
0: but you know it's all like sex crime, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. Is yeah.
1: This is like the best. It's like an SVU episode with a fucking happy ending. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, last mom on this list, and that's going to transition me to another movie. After this is Mildred Hayes, played by Frances McDormand, in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri.
0: That's a weird. That's a that is a hard. I mean, yes and no because I I saw three billboards. Did you? No, no, I didn't. That's a hard performance. One, it's it's a fantastic performance, and all the characters, even the ones you fucking hate, are well acted. Sam Rockwell, especially, you fucking hate his character the majority of the movie, and then you kind of love Did, his character.
1: Didn't she win? I know. I I think he won an Oscar. Didn't she win one for that as well? Yeah.
0: She's won, I believe, two. She won for Fargo, and she won for three billboards. Well,
1: yeah, I I knew she had one previous, but she did get one for three billboards, right? Am I right and, about that? And, and she was technically a mom in Fargo.
0: Okay. I didn't see Fargo, she's, so... She, she, oh, she's, preg- she's a cop who's investigating, and she's heavily pregnant the entire time.
1: Well, and that's... I'm glad you brought that up. Not Fargo per se, but the fact that she's a mom in another movie, because what I was going to bring up was... This is where my spinoff comes. She plays the mom in... Almost, Almost famous. Almost
0: famous. Yeah. I knew you were I, wondering when that was going to come up.
1: Which is a, well, I hadn't actually thought about it till I saw this list with her name, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. She plays the mom in that movie. And that mom's an interesting mom because I, I do think she's a good mom in that she's trying to do what's best for her children, you know. Sure. You know, not let them get pulled into society with all their usual stuff. But at the same time, she's taken to that extreme that almost makes her a bad mom because she's not letting them in- experience life either. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's a really interesting, delicate balance with that particular character. And, and she plays it fantastically. But Francie McDormand's a great actor. I think she's a very underrated actress as a whole, to be honest Agreed. with you.
0: Agreed. And one of my favorite things is because she's married to Joel Cohen, I believe.
1: Uh I can check, but yeah. Of of the Cohen
0: brothers. Okay. And she's frequently cast in the Cohen brothers' movies. Which would make and, sense. Yeah. And I be- I think I actually like read that she still has to audition for the roles. Huh. Because like she and I think it's of her own choice. She's like, "I want to make sure I earned the role like I don't want you to think that I, you're biased and this is you know. And she favoritism. strikes me as
1: someone who would do that like would, would Very you know, nice yeah. Um, real quick. Yes. Joe Cohen married mm-hmm. since 1984. So they've been married for a long time now which is pretty awesome. Um,
0: there is you know to back to three billboards. The premise of that movie is that her daughter I believe was raped and murdered and they never caught the killer. So she is so frustrated and so upset with how the police have sort of just never really gone to do anything to catch the guy. So she buys and advertises these three billboards where she's shunning the police and she has it perfect. So every time they're driving home, they They have to see it. Yeah. And it's a fucking because she's kind of like. Like, she's a great mother in that sense, but she's also a awful character, but, like, she's your protagonist, so... Like, she's mean and moody, but you also have to give her the leeway of, like, she's in deep mourning. And also, there's a whole lot of guilt because she kind of... Like, the last... One of those situations where she had an awful argument with her daughter and then they she got... She died. So, like, she's overweighing her own guilt. It's a weird movie, dude. And, and you... Uh, to spoil it without spoiling anything is that it's not one of those movies where you get satisfaction you don't get closure and i think it's a good lesson because you don't always get closure and you always you don't always get satisfaction right so it it was a nice way of saying life goes on you don't get the closure that you wanted throughout this entire movie but you get closure with a character of a certain degree
1: Okay, speaking of characters, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a movie at you that she was in, and I don't know if she plays a mom. So if you have the answer to this, I would appreciate it because I just I've seen this movie once, and when I saw it, I was like ten, which is probably a whole other issue. But that's a, we'll deal with that in a minute. But raising Arizona.
0: I've never seen raising Arizona. You, I know you've it never seen either. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's in a, she's in the character she's in, I'm sorry. She's in the movie, plays a character well, she's, named dot. She's
0: in the character too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, she plays a character named dot, but I couldn't I don't know if that's one of the moms in the movie or somebody else, so I can not know I I know our fucking small fan base is going to be like,
0: "You haven't seen it."
1: And I have, but it was, I was so young that like I don't remember much of it. Um, I remember not liking it, but I think that's because I was, because I was so young, not because it was bad, you know?
0: Um, I got one going back to Brie Larson really briefly. Brie Larson started out, I mean, she was already kind of like one of those model girls at a young age and yeah. was dipping into acting and shit like that. But she was on the show that I, I've talked about numerous times on here, the United States of Terra. Okay. With yeah. Tony Collette. It's all, but the multiple personalities. Right. So the mom has uh, di disassociative identity disorder and when she's super stressed and she's off her medication. That's the whole point is she's like, I don't want to be, that's how the show starts. She's like, I've given up my medication and the character of Tara on a whole is a great mom is really like attentive to her children. Um, want, and is very passionate about her own hobbies and wants to be, you know, bring up her business as a painter and art, you know, painter and, and and at the same time, dealing with the stress of having two teenage kids. One of them is gay. The son's gay. And and, and it's a very loving, slightly dysfunctional family just with that. And then she also has disassociative, uh, disassociative identity disorder, where multiple personalities come out, and she's unaware of it. So there's a Mrs. Cleaver-type 50s Christian housewife. Mm. There is the 16—who in itself is kind of a weird— good mom because she's that mrs cleaver type but she's sort of grading in the sense where you're like you're like martha stewart on crack um <laughs> and then there's a 16 year old alternate who is goes by the name t who's like who's, it's like a 40 year old woman but who's acting like a 16 year old bratty slutty child right, right um and then buck who's a male <laughs> a mm-hmm. male vietnam vet Who chain smokes and drinks whiskey and loves firearms and is convinced that he, even though he's aware that he's in a woman's body, he still lies and says that he lost his dick and balls in Nam. Like they were blown off in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I got to give Tony Collette uh, credit. Because she's playing all these multi-fucking characters and she's still a mom and she's still dealing and her life is going crazy because of the alters. And yet she's still kind of like, her kids kind of come out okay. Which is
1: rare. So I want to just quickly reference a couple shows. I don't think we need to talk about them, but there's some iconic moms that we've kind of glossed over and then I want to move on to us talking about our own moms and I think we can wrap this up because it's getting a little late. We've been at this for a while, but yeah um so what some of the ones that we've just kind of glossed over but i think we'd be remiss not to at least mention peggy bundy from married with children <laughs> not a great mom but certainly an iconic mom for sure Agre- yeah.
0: agreed i i would i agreed i I'm not a great mom
1: but iconic like iconic can, yeah. as all hell Maybe, maybe right up there with Carol Brady, but just on the like the the flip side of the coin, if you will. Do you know what I mean? So
0: you know, Married with Children show was like the uncaring Roseanne.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really what it was. I agree. Um, We I never really
0: liked it. My favorite part, I'm sure you can guess, is just the opening credits.
1: Yeah, basically with Um, Sinatra singing "Love Marriage." Yeah, Um, we mentioned Mrs. Cunningham, but her. Her full name and the character was Marion Cunningham, so I just want to kind of correct that before we moved on. Um sure. Sophia from Golden Girls, she technically is a mom. I mean, you know. Well, all of them.
0: All of them are moms, if I remember. True, correctly. but
1: the only mom you see playing a mom on a consistent basis in that show is her. You know, but I get your point. Um Edith Bunker, we <laughs> talked about All in the Family briefly, but she is a mom, so I think we'd be remiss yeah. not to say her name. Um Elise Keaton from Family Ties was a another. Um, you know. Yeah, i uh,
0: i i never i never liked that show. Uh,
1: also, in that same regard, you got um, Perfect or not Perfect? Just um, Growing Pains, the mom on there. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but she was a mom,
0: which I barely watched.
1: Um, and then. I just blanked on the one I was going to say. I had a third one I was going to say, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was in that same realm of shows. But, you one,
0: know. Wonder Years type
1: of... There's means. Wonder Years? I forgot about her. You know. No, we talked about Roseanne earlier. Roseanne did a great episode where they had, like, Roseanne, like, fell asleep or something and had some kind of dream, and all these moms come to see her. Like, Pa- Ka- Carol Brady shows up as Carol Brady. The woman from The Wonder Year shows up as her character. Like all these TV moms, like three or four TV moms show up at her house on Roseanne's set.
0: You know a mom that I, in the animation world, that I never particularly liked? Who's that? Uh, Mrs. Jetson.
1: Uh, that's, why's that? Now why? I always
0: kind of found her as that type of mom who really like doesn't care about her kids and is more like it's the simplest things, but like her snatching George's George Jetson's wallet when he pulls that cash to give to her to go shopping. Yeah. And she just takes all the money and then just goes shopping and just buys whatever the fuck she wants. I always kind of found that character is super shallow and you never even saw her raise the children because she had fucking Rosie, Rosie, the droid to do it. Like she was just like that mom who's just like, I, I gave birth and that's the extent of the motherly shit. My work.
1: Yeah. I, I have one more, um, and I only bring this up because I know she's a popular mom among women um i've never seen the show i can't speak to this character very well but i've heard nothing but positive things and that's Lorelai gilmore from the gilmore girls because i know that's an incredibly popular show <coughs> with with females i'm not saying guys don't like it but it's a very popular female show for certain and i know that a lot of people like that character so
0: i've seen episodes um it was very prominent in the early two thousands when I was like 12.
1: Yeah. Started um, in like 96, I think. Yeah.
0: I, I, it may have been even later, it, but, and it's, it's a weird kind of show because they, it is technically mother and daughter, but they're so s- close to age because it was, she a was young very, when she had her. Yeah. Very young mom, but not like, like seven. No,
1: but like, like 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, even,
0: I mean, It may have been even like 15. So it was like a 31-year-old mom and a 16-year-old daughter. And they were basically just kind of sisters in a weird kind in, of way. In a very
1: weird way, yeah.
0: And I remember watching it kind of being like, this is, this is good because this happens
1: all the time. I'm guessing she was 16, and I'll tell you why. Because she said they give the mom an age of 32. There you go. In in the, in the, in the uh, description here. So,
0: um, here's the crazy thing when I fir- when I first watched it on a rerun, I thought they were sisters.
1: Well, because they I, I've seen bits and pieces of episodes like because it, it would air before other shows I watch, so you sometimes mm-hmm. you like you see the you know the last couple minutes, and I would agree with you. There was a lot of mm-hmm. that feeling for sure. Um. There's one more show I feel like we, we should mention, and I think we're a little remiss not to mention it. This is not another great mom, but I feel like, well, not great moms, and I say it that way because the show is called Mom, and it's very Gilmore Girls-like. It's Anna Faris and, um, oh, Christ, what is her name? I don't know this show. How do you not know this show? This is what she's popular, and this is what made Allison Janney. So is this is current show. Yeah, it still airs. It's on. New episodes are airing on CBS. Oh, um, I,
0: well, that's why I haven't watched fucking basic cable in like five, to seven years.
1: But it's been on for seven years, so. Okay, well, I, I, I mean, well, there you go. I, I just missed it. Um,
0: and I Fer- know on a Ferris Moore from Scary Movie, and then I'm like, oh, she's Chris Pratt's ex-wife.
1: Yeah, well, she is Chris Pratt's ex-wife, but she's also in this show that's been on since 2007. Or no, sorry, 2013. Um, and she plays an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic, who had a, basically Gilmore Girls, had a kid at a very young age,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who lives with her mom, who's also a recovering alcoholic drug user, who had the kid at a, and so it's that perpetual cycle thing.
0: You, I mean, I've never seen the show, I'll take your word for it, but did it's, you ever see the movie okay. Bad Moms?
1: I have one time. Deb loves it, but I've seen it once. Now I
0: gotta give. I mean, it's a it's a okay. It's a it's a fine movie. I, a, I like yeah, the premise yeah. of it, and you get a whole multitude of different fucking mothers in that Agreed. movie. Yeah. Um. But I will. I gotta say, my favorite. and It's gonna sound really bad. My favorite part of Bad Moms is the is the interviews. For the delete for the extra features on the DVD and Blu-ray, where it's the actresses, uh, fucking Mila Kunis, uh, Catherine Al- Hahn, and um, Kristen.
1: Well, Christina uh, Applegate's in it as well. I don't. That's the one you're thinking of, but
0: Christina Applegate. But then um, the woman from Good Place, and I'm pulling up the
1: cast list now. Hold on.
0: Oh fuck! I'm, Mila I'm Kunis, so- Catherine
1: Hahn, Kristen Bell,
0: Kristen Bell. Um, they are interviewing and having discussions with their respected mothers their real life mothers oh
1: i think it's on the credits isn't it,
0: it some of it's on the credits but the, the full interviews are oh um, nice
1: okay yeah
0: and when i you know when i was working i and people would ask me oh is bad mom's good i'm like it's fine the best part is the fucking like extra footage and i would make them watch it you know and they would say you're right that was so good because it, it it was all about being moms and, and asking their real moms, like, were you ever, like, you know, I look at you, mom, and you're like, you never looked scared. You never looked paranoid. You know, you didn't seem like anything was fucking up. And, like, the moms were like, oh, my God, I fucked up all the time. Are you kidding me? Like, I was always scared, and I had to hold my shit together, and that was great. I, I love little shit like that of, of parents dropping the facade and being fucking honest with their kids and being Agreed. like, oh, dude, I was fucking terrified when you were 10. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen with you.
1: Speaking of that kind of thing, and, and uh, it's a great transition to the to the end of this, my, my mom has been doing that over the last, like, 10 years with me, now that I'm, you know, 40, you know, right. as I, as I've grown up, she's, she started to pull back the curtain, if you will, about things when I was a kid that I, you know, you look at it as a kid and you're like, oh, this is great. And you, you, you see behind the and you're like, wow, that really was terrible. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, man, my, so, so my mom, first off, both my moms, my biological mom, you know, a lot of people ask me, Enrico, you, you had the, and I use this word incredibly loosely, but you had the misfortune of coming into my life after I found her.
0: <laughs> Happy Brother's day.
1: No, I say that because it was an interesting journey to get there. And what I was like prior to her, and not to say I was a bad person, but the the questions that I had and the the wonderment and the curiosity of all—you know what what was her thinking and why would she give me up for adoption? I knew how old she was, so I knew that played a very big role. She was sixteen when she had me, you know. Mm-hmm. But it—you're you're a Gilmore boy. I I am I am, except that she made the decision to give me up for adoption, and I will say that with with the disability and it being nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty, because that's when she would have made that decision, you know. It was the best choice she could have made. Um, Plus being a young mother and, you know. Right, right. I and mean, she had no idea. I, to, be, to be fair to our listeners, she had no idea I had this disability when she made that choice. Like, the choice was made purely off the fact of how old she was.
0: I mean, I, no disrespect. It's kind of worse then. I mean, I, I can kind of see the dauntingness of your birth mother being like, I, I'm... I'm a child myself. What am I doing? He's got a disability. He should belong with someone better. Right. But, but and then, you know, just being like, I'm just young and I don't, I'm not prepared. I don't know that he is. I I don't know. I think the disability is kind of a factor in it, to be perfectly honest.
1: No, because I wasn't diagnosed for six months. So there's no way she could have known.
0: No, Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's kind of worse that she didn't know.
1: Well, I, and I could see that perspective, but here's what I can tell you about that. She, to your same point, she said the, I, I want him to have a better life than I can provide him. Right. You know, regardless I'm not, of disability. I, I'm not, you know. I,
0: I want you to understand I am in no way slamming your birth mother. That's not my call. That's not my, right. I, 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 I have no prerogative and, and no gain, <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I'm your
1: friend. So I, 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 mean, I you never, tr- you turned I, out fine. No, well, fine's a, <laughs> Finds a relative term, but, um, no, but in, in all, all seriousness, like I've never, I never looked at her decision as a negative ever, you know, pre or post meeting her, you know? Sure. I, um, even, even knowing that she had no idea about the disability, you know, I. How did she,
0: how did she react when you, when she found out years later?
1: Um, believe it or not, she was happy. Not that I had it, but. That she made the right choice.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm making a joke here, but sure, you, you know, you you have commented that your disability gives you a slight limp, essentially.
1: Oh yeah. For sure.
0: So when you first met your mom, did she's like, "What the fuck did that adopted bitch do to you?" No. no. <laughs> she abused you. I made the no. worst decision
1: Like, no, "No, no, no. I
0: was born this way." "Thanks, mom."
1: Well, no. And 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 to be fair, and without getting into the whole and maybe if people want to hear a backstory on all this, like I can deep dive it another day, but I we communicated a lot via email and phone calls before I ever met her. So, she knew about the disability long before she ever met me. Like, I I told her up front. But How'd you find her? Um, again, that's a deep dive, but there's laws in New Jersey that gave me access to the data and they actually did the the digging for me. So did your mom, did your
0: adopted mom ever give you background information? Like were you ever we didn't you have have any.
1: curious? We didn't really have any, you know? Oh, your um, mom didn't know who mm-mm. your birth mom was. Oh, uh, yep. okay. okay. No, no. Um, we, we knew basic data that the state, cause I was adopted through the state. So through child welfare, which is known as Dyfus out here, I don't know if what it's called in California or if it's I, called the same thing, know. but anyway, um, but it wasn't one of those, take her away, take him away. Cause she's a bad mom. She contacted them directly and said, Hey, I want to give my child up for adoption, whatever. Sure. Um, and then my mom who was on a, my, my, my mom, I, the one who raised me was in a, on a waiting list to. Receive a child from that, and that's how I got linked up with her. Um, <laughs> your, your order is shipped, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. And and again, this is stuff. E- we do. Wait wait, be- wait, wait, wait! I gotta. Yeah, gotta please, e-, e e baby, e. <laughs> <laughs> um we can deep this dive this stuff another day and if you have more questions we go I would ask you to save them for another conversation but sure. I will I will sh- and I will gladly share my answers with you I'm not hiding or withholding information but the one thing I will tell you that's interesting is that I was in foster care for a month just while paperwork went through as yeah. you know things have to go and in that month because I was n- my, my biological mom never named me she didn't give me a name Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a name until my mom adopted me. But mm-hmm. so the but the the um the foster family had to call you something, right? So they called me David actually. So I was David for a month of my life. Um,
0: that kind of suits you. Gonna, yeah. I gotta say, it kind of suits you.
1: Yeah, I I like the name I have, but David. Yeah, so I was David you for a month. Well, you don't like the name you have. What yes, are you I talking about? What are you talking about? You never, what's your name? Oh, no, no. I don't want to give it out on air, but that's not because I don't like it. That's a whole different reason. I'll tell you right what? now. If we got to do potaskew full time right now, I would, get, I would get my full name out and like half my social security number. <laughs> 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 but, but I mean, I
0: know you bought based on uh, CJ. Right. But right. Do, you, you, do you go by your birth name? Oh, at work, oh. yes. Yeah, at work but yeah. like anybody who knows you knows you as CJ
1: well, just because it's a familiarity thing it's not because I'm ashamed of it or I don't use it, it,
0: it it's like my name Rico is I mean and Rico's yeah. great on a name. fucking signature but otherwise it's you know
1: It's uh, well yours is definitely more of a mouthful to say than mine but and right. I actually have a friend who refers to me my birth you know who I'm talking about I don't want to say I know who, I yeah. know, you know. Um, who the fuck, fuck is that is, guy yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know but, but he sounds he, like a complete toilet know. yeah <laughs> exactly. um shout out to you buddy um though i don't even think he listens but that's beside the point uh, i don't blame
0: him <laughs>
1: yeah neither do i after after the sorting that we
0: got that we gave him well, last couple of episodes he's that, fucking
1: that was even before the sorting but still um but then yeah. also to my my mom who, who raised me look listen i Yes, I have a limp, and yes, I have a disability, and yes, I have my limitations, but let me tell you something. Based on the diagnosis of what I have, and what she refused to take as a diagnosis, meaning like, I would be a lot worse, you know? I I I should be just sitting in a corner needing 24-hour care, and I don't. I live on my own. I mean, Deb lives with me, but even before she did, I still lived on my own. And you're an adult yeah, I, I, I work at, I mean, I, I don't work a job right now, but that's not because of my disability. You, you know. and everybody else, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but I mean, like I've, I've held down jobs. I pay rent, you know, like I do, you know, I, I, I don't cook very well, but that's more out of laziness than ability. Um, although there are, there are things, there are things that are, and there are day to day things that I do get hindered in, but i like, cutting food and certain types of food and things like that. Like I, I do struggle like chopping certain vegetables and things like that.
0: Um you, you would be that guy who's like I have to buy an appliance to make it easier. Yes. Like, for,
1: oh, oh, for sure. As often as I can, I do that. Yeah. For right. Sure. I can't um,
0: cut an onion, but I'll fucking throw the damn thing in a processor.
1: Right. Or I'll, I actually, my mom has this thing. She used to make, when I would go to her house and uh, for Sunday dinner, she used to do Sunday dinner. She stopped rec- in recent years because her, her health is deteriorating a little bit. It's not in any danger, but just life. Um, yeah. But she would have Sunday dinner and if she needed an onion cut, she actually had this thing that looked like a grid. Like I, you can see my fingers, Rico. It's like kind of like a job yeah. like this. And you would just literally like put the onion on the table, take the single <laughs> right over the top of it. And it would just like julienne the thing essentially. Huh. Um, so depending on whether how she needed it cut, she would get that. But she'd also would buy like, um, oh, fuck. I forget what those things are called, but it's the flat board with the blade on it. And you just swipe the vegetable down the board and it gives you a slice. There's a name for that thing. I just forget what it's called. Um, okay,
0: like, like the dude, uh, the 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 ShamWow guy was advertising. No, no, no this
1: slap- no, no, no. This is like a thing that all you you see in all kinds of kitchens. It's just got the the blade on it. Oh fuck! Oh, oh, cheese grater. No, but it's it's flat. It doesn't have the the grater's got those little holes. This is like got one blade on it, and when you oh, that, like you know the, the guillotine thing is type of for thing slicing like tomatoes. It's got the long board on it, the blade, and you just swipe down like this. You know what I'm talking about? The the circumciser. It's not a circumciser. Anyway, the, the <laughs> yeah, of course he did. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's the, introducing the Moil. <laughs> <the, laughs> Moil. <laughs> anyway, the the point is, it you know, like I, with devices like that, I can do things. And we're getting way off where I wanted to be with you know things. But yeah, I think uh,
0: Moyle cemented that.
1: Yeah, the the point being though that I would not be. Um, who I am today, both physically, emotionally, and mentally, without her. So, I, mom, both moms, I, I love them both to death. Bio mom and I are not on the greatest of terms right now. They have nothing to do with being adopted. They aren't worth getting into. But I, I still, I still love her to death. I love them both to death, and 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 in different ways for different reasons. But so to both my moms, uh, happy Mother's Day to both of y'all. I love you both to death um and i i mean
0: my mom and i have had i mean look i want to preface the fact that i i'm living in her house and i'm grateful for that and times have been tough uh and i i'm in, in, eternally grateful that i have a mother who is willing to let me i mean pay rent but you know
1: uh, let you pay rent that's great yeah Yeah. uh, let me
0: let me pay rent and and live here and she feeds me and i mean i'm a a heavy dude so like you know i'm being well fed yeah but she she didn't just just like how you have like i had um my mother was not always there for me when i was growing Mm. up uh due to substance um
1: okay So, I I I mean,
0: it's not a really a big deal because she's not doing that anymore. Right. And so, like, whereas we were talking about, like. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary.
1: McDonald's. I'm loving
0: it. The peeking behind the curtain of a parent and then kind of dropping the parent facade a little bit and just being a fucking person. I kind of got that. um, I, I got both my mother and that dropped facade sort of at the same time because my mother, when I was growing up, when I was little was the quote unquote fun parent because I grew up, you know, of divorced parents and we've talked about Ron numerous times on here, but to very kind of be honest, dad raised me like dad really had to play both mother and father. Um, and he was not kind of prepared for that because I have, I have other siblings. I have older siblings but they kind of had moms that to a certain degree had their shit together. Even though Ron and, and, and his respective ex-wives all divorced, um they they were still like half at hand fifty-fifty with the mother and then with Ron. So they they you know, Joel and Alex, my brothers, had separate rooms at their mother's house. They were able to you know, they had they had a whole other life and it wasn't very far from each other. You know, they lived in Piedmont and my dad lived in Rockridge, which is a mile away, a mile and a half at the most. So it was kind of unusual for me because my mother, just very loving mother, but with whatever reason was going through her own bullshit and dad had to have me. The majority of the time I had to go to schools that were closer to where he lived. Cause it was more convenient, but I, you know, what, for whatever reason, she just wasn't always there. And when she was there, I would, she would spoil the hell out of me. But I, some of the worst parts of my life, um, were having to, because I loved, I loved my mother and I loved my mother and I was very much a, like, I loved my dad too, but my, my, Very different parenting, you know, and I, my, it was a a constant contention because my, my dad wanted to protect me and he wanted to kind of not have me around my mother and not have me stressed out and not kind of, my mom would do this thing where she would, when it was her time to have me for the weekend or the week or whatever, she would dump me at my, Aunt and uncle's house, mm. or she would have a, or she would have a family friend babysitting, me, or I'd be at my grandmother's, and it wasn't so she was out partying. A lot of it was so she could work, and my mom was always a waitress and a bartender. So my mom was working really hard and steadily. Like my, my mom always had a job. She had different jobs, but she was always working. Right, right. But then. It was such a bizarre thing to kind of be like aware of. My my mom would fight and plead and beg Ron for her to have me for the weekend or for the day, and then she would drop me. And it was sort. And I kind of realized. And I've never really gotten her to admit this, but it kind of was my own way of understanding that it was so that she could say to people who asked her, "How's Rico?" She's like, oh, he's good, he's at my house, he's w- or he's with my mom, or, you know, my, my, my mom's watching him, it, and it sort of made her, I'm sure, feel normal, and to be able to say, oh, yeah, it's normal, my mom's watching him, so I'm working, instead of being like, oh, well, I don't know, my, my parents also, you know, the, the divorce was particularly ugly, so I think she would prefer to have me with my grandmother, or my aunts and uncle, or a family friend Instead of, I guess, admitting to feel like, oh, he's at his, ro- oh, he's always at- he's at his father's house. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't, wa- didn't want to admit that, like, it wasn't 50-50. It was, you know, 80-20. Um, but my mom did a lot of great things for me. My mom, my mom was uh, definitely the – try to be the positive parent. She would always try to be – like, she didn't want me to say no. She wanted me to not have negative words, which is very fucking funny to me.
1: Right? What? What the hell? Am I wrong? Um,
0: I think the openness of wanting to be negative, being told you can't be negative. She didn't want me to say, um, the words like "stupid," "shut up." Like she she viewed those negative ass words just as offensive as me mis me cursing.
1: I just figured it, the negativity came from Ron. It did, the negativity definitely came from Ron.
0: And she was trying to like kind of like, your dad that. is a yeah. negative fucking dude. I don't want you to. She was like, I got, a, she, I think I remember my mom saying. Like, I have enough negativity in my life. I don't need it for my son. <laughs> um, Because she was a bartender and a waitress. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was also married to Ron.
1: <laughs> Were they actually like, married? Did they actually ever get married? Did I miss something? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no,
0: no, yeah, yeah, they they were definitely married, but, like, here's the crazy thing, they were together, um, eight, like, they were together almost a decade before they got married, then they got married, and then I, they had me, and then they divorced when I was two, so I kind of jokingly say, like, I kind of, like, they were
1: fine before I was born. You broke them up. I broke them up, but, um, <laughs> no, really, what
0: broke them up was, was cocaine that's what poked them up
1: well that'll do that yeah
0: yeah um dude i it's really i mean i know i'm i'm taking this fun conversation and making it kind of depressing but like i have you know like we have our first memories and like i have a very early memory of me running around in my parents restaurant when they were married sure but the most clear earliest memory that I really kind of had, that's always lingered with me was when my mom left. It's really, really fucking like, like I was officially when they divorced, I was three. So I was two when this happened. And I remember, I don't, I do not remember any yelling. I don't remember any screaming. I don't remember any fighting. There was never any abuse. And I, I, I'm very proud of that because I know both parents are loud and crazy And I've got to give them credit. They never hit the fucky out of each other. There was never drunken abuse. I didn't get fucking molested. No one got raped. Like, all things considered, it was just an ugly divorce, but a very functional and happy relationship. That being said, uh, my mom, due to substance, uh, and, and my dad was overbearing. And my dad is... Can be very selfish and can be very like you have to do things on his time and his time only, and if you didn't, if you didn't do what he wanted to do, he would have a hissy fit. So my mom wanted to just raise me and interact with my older brothers and be a stepmom to them and and work in the restaurant and go up to our land and just relax. And dad was like, "Well, we're going to land. You're doing all this yard work. My dad wa- might have." I don't, I don't understand how they were together for a decade. And my dad didn't realize that you couldn't, you know, Nancy didn't want to do everything that he wanted her to do on his time. And I, and I can say that because it does the same thing to me. Um, but my, my memory of it was, I remember mom running down our steps. We lived on where I grew up at my dad's that we lived on the upper, Landing of a house that had been converted into, into a basically a duplex, and I remember mom going outside the front steps, and me kind of waddling chasing after her down the steps, and dad with me, and I I was a little dude. I mean, not much got, and I didn't get any taller. Um, and I'm hugging my dad's leg, and I'm watching my mom get in a moving van and just drive off, hmm. and almost like a fucking movie. I'm hugging my dad's leg and I look up at him and he looks down at me at the same fucking time and we shrug our shoulders at the exact same time. Like, almost kind of like, yeah, mom left, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and then wow. my memory like snaps, almost like a scene, like someone edited the shit out of my memory. And I'm all of a sudden at my mom's apartment in Berkeley. And she'd already like I don't I don't know, she had already like had this place packed up and set up. And I when I got to the apartment, it was a house. It was a home. Everything was set up, couches, furniture, everything. I had my own, I, I had the room. It was a one bedroom apartment and it was my room. And then when I wasn't there, she would sleep on my bed. It was a big, you know, big bed. Right. And, um, and then for the most part, it was a happy childhood. And then it got bad again. Like the, Overstress of whatever <laughs> of being a single mom and and yada yada you know got to her again and some of the hardest parts of my life were hearing the landlord threaten to evict us um not having money and and it was such a weird bizarreness because i wanted desperately to be with my mother but i when once i was i was easily lower poverty class you know
1: mm.
0: no electricity sometimes um, she didn't have, always have a car or she didn't have a car it was broken into and stolen a couple of times. And, and then I'd go back to my dad's house and I was living in Rockridge, which is kind of an upper class part of Oakland. It's, you know, it's, and I was, I was having rich Italian food and I had, you know, it, it was such a bizarre way of growing up, but I mean, again, she's now better. So when I was saying like, I got this, this this less bullshit version of my mother. But now she... Recently, she just wanted to make up for all that lost time. Mm. So, like, she's been the mother that you would expect for a 12-year-old. Gotcha. But I'm 28. Almost yeah. 29.
1: Slight difference. So, yeah.
0: very, very different. And, and, you know, you could argue better late than never, but I kind of was like, you know, mom, you fucking had your chance. Like... But it's no, the never time, too I'm late, like,
1: buddy. I, I met by a mom at 32, you know, so. But you yeah. were raised by another. Yeah. No, mom. that's true.
0: That's true. So like, I get what you're saying. But and so my mom wants to treat me like sometimes like a child. And I have to say, like, mom, I'm almost 30. Like, yeah, you should have done this 20 years ago. And then we'll have those moments of clarity where she'll drop the facade. And and I'll just kind of there's been times where she'll lie to me and i know she'll lie to me and i know she's lying to me yeah. like like i'll ask her i'm like so what was all this about between you and dad she's like oh no your dad was just this. i'm like mom you've got to acknowledge there was some fucking blame here on your end or she's just like no 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 and then i'll catch her kind of drunk when when uh she doesn't she barely drinks so when she does it's like hey mom what's your experience with like drugs? And she's like, Oh, let me tell you all. About this. <laughs> <laughs> and truth. There comes on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I've definitely, and I, my, I found out the way to do that is I've definitely experimented with drugs. And so I just learned if I'm just open about it, she can't one, she can say, I don't want you doing that. Or I don't like that. You're doing that. And I'm like, it's probably largely because you did it, mom. So yeah. like we can both be adults and talk about the fact that we snorted way too many fucking lines in our lifetime. And we could talk about it and be honest, or we could all just dig our fucking, you know, bury our heads in the fucking sand and pretend that we're all fucking hunky dory when we're all fucked up. So, but that being said, my mom has definitely been a positive outlook in my life. I I really don't want this to seem like I I'm ragging on my mother, but like if I come off crazy and fucking angry and irritable, it's because I had a really weird upbringing and, and I, and largely because they were irritable. I mean, I have plenty of great memories of my mother. My mother was always, my, my dad would never gave me a fucking Christmas in my entire life. Right, right. My mom was, the, my mom was the fun parent. She would give me Christmases. She would throw all the birthdays. She would do all that shit for me. And, and, but I, it was a, it was a double edged sword. It's like, if I wanted. My the happiness. If I wanted cookies, I had to get yelled at by my mother mm-hmm. if she was hung, if she was hungover. My mom also has the hyper realistic fucking dreams and nightmares. And it was <laughs> there was there was one time I'll I'll tell you a story. There was one time my mom and I were supposed to go see Toy Story two in theaters. So I'm nine, okay, give or take nine okay. or ten, okay. And my mom was like, okay. I'm going to go take a nap. Um, wake me up at this time. And then we can walk to BART and get on BART and go to Berkeley and go see this movie. So I'm excited as all shit. Because I'm like, oh, Toy Story yeah, 2. Sure. And I'm a kid. Sure. So I wake. I'm, I'm staring at the clock and waiting. And then I wake her up. Mom, wake up. And she's just furious with me. And in a, in a really kind of one of those, like, low, like, no, you're never getting anything ever again in your life. And I'm like, what? She she had a dream where she thought that I went to the stove and was burning paper on the fucking burners. Just setting shit on fire. Huh. And she believed that shit. And I'm crying now because she's like, you're never going to see Toy Story 2. I'll never take you to the movies ever again. And I'm like, what did I do? Too. And she's just like, you almost burnt the fucking house down. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she she kind of was just piecing it together. She looked in the kitchen, noticed there was clearly no fire. And then she's just like, Oh my god, Rico, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just had a dream that you, I'm like, you're fucking nuts.
1: Well, at and, least she at and, least he put it together and apologized for it. You know what I mean? So
0: yeah. Well, I'll, let me put it this way. I probably would have eventually f- discovered Kevin Smith and shit, but like she, sh- she took me to see Jane. You've to- yeah. Like you've that. told
1: us that before. Yeah.
0: So like there, there may have been a chance that you and I would be doing this, um, without her introduction. Into- yeah. Well, but thank one- you. <laughs> yeah. But 100% we met because my mom corrupted my fucking little mind with, uh, <laughs> as as she fucking boochies at 10. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, Look, I'm grateful that I have a mother, and, and now I've got a good relationship with her. Um, and I, and I love you, Mom. I mean, happy fucking Mother's Day, and I really am grateful you never listened to this shit, because you're not going to like any of this. Wait, what, CJ? You want me to say what? You want me to keep talking after we were talking for how many goddamn hours? Let's leave these poor people alone, okay? Fine. CJ wants me to do a proper closing. But I'm not going to say the same shit that he's always said for every goddamn other episode. If you don't like it, you could blame his ass. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Or you could simply Google us. Though, if you're listening to this message, you probably did do that. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Potaskew is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. If you need to shout at them or thank them for supplying our awesomeness, reach them at BigHeadsMedia.com or follow their big ass heads on Twitter at BigHeadsMedia. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew. I am at Rance Rico and CJ is at M underscore Blade. Don't ask me why. I still don't know. Some secrets are best left alone. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at LogoMike80 at gmail.com. That's LogoMike80 at gmail.com. It's worth it. You can help a starving artist today. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Levins for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel and his music on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And finally, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I that you guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Now, since I still have your attention, I think you have all been missing one of the best parts of every episode. The damn it. So therefore, you all have to listen to the damn it. Think of it as a MCU bonus credit scene. There, that fucking better